Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of the program. How you live at threes? I'm great, brother. How you doing, man? How was your Monday Real well. morning? Real well. What'd you tack? What'd you get done Nothing. this morning? Zero. Nothing? Zero. We're okay. easing back in. Uh, we had How's the, the back? back. Yeah. It's fine. How's it's fine. Back? It's good. Okay. So it's But it's been a pretty diligent PT, you yeah. know? So we're, we, we're getting that going. Lots of, of stretching. Um, and and feel like we're ready to engage a little okay. bit on, on something. I, in my mind's eye, I thought, well, when the football season starts, then that's when I'll get back at it. Yeah. That's when we'll get back okay. into the full season. Yeah, start so. training for training camp. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I'm not about practice. I'm just about the games. So okay. next, you know, I'm thinking next Monday, yeah. you know, we'll be – that's the day I've been pointing as as we'll go and 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 get back get after it a little bit. So yeah, that, that's kind of where it got a big win uh, on on Saturday. Uh, uh, the BMZ's th- uh, second grade there we flag go. football team got off there to a nice go. start. I love got it off to a nice start. I love it. As it turns out, when you have fifteen players on the team, yeah, and in a How'd fifty Boy mini, do? we'll get to that in a fifty minute <laughs> running clock situation. 50-minute running clock situation, you only get about 20 plays. Well, they got to be perfect then. Because they're really the – yeah. let's just say you really got to execute the heck out of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you really got – getting in and out of huddle yeah. is a full day. It's yeah. a full day. Well, at least, day. you know, the kids, you know, I don't know if they have practices or games this week, but at least they're going to have a nice, cool um, a cool mm. week to kind of get after it. I'll tell you what. You um as when I was growing up, I always thought to myself, and I I grew up in a in a bygone era where not everybody had field turf, mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the people that had it and thinking, boy, they are so lucky. How how bad does it suck to be yeah. a Brady Bulldog that we don't have field turf? By the way, my school doesn't even exist anymore. That's how how remote. Oh man, it's become the school does not yeah. exist. Um, uh, but I said, boy, it really stinks because. You know, if if you were a, a CM Russell wrestler, you got to play on turf, and that's yeah. that's pretty cool, man, to play yeah. on turf. And then we played at three o'clock um saturday and it was about 86 and when Turf's you walked 102 yeah. coach i can't even yeah. imagine what you did when you walk out when you just walk from the grass to the turf mm-hmm. you can feel your feet melting you that's really right. can that's what it feels yeah. like yeah those big noon kicks aren't great in september coach you know when it's like 88 degrees and you're like hold on we gotta play Jeez. a full 60 minutes in this thing like oregon like if it's hot that oregon weekend yeah you gotta play a full 60 and it's like 85 yeah. or above like that turf those those rubber pellets in there heat up um boy it's terrible which i'm sure hot rubber is safe to breathe but that's another point nothing um, to see. i'm sure there's no nothing chemicals. to see there okay. yeah yeah Too there's no link safe. between soccer goalies and the amount of rubber that they've breathed and it gets in their eyes and all that nothing they don't even do nothing. studies on nothing football is, they're like no. we've had enough we've had enough stuff with football <laughs> studies and help um <laughs> let's move on to, yeah um no I, look i we were the first turf field in minnesota at yzetta um 
of course, right? And uh, they've replaced it, I think, a couple times since. Um, but it it is uh, it was awesome back in the day. And then you're like, ah, you know, grass. As you got older, grass. Like there was nothing like it. Um, like even though you sent me the image of Texas and how beautiful their turf looked, it's beautiful. Uh, which they did it a did phenomenal job. Great. It still pains yep. me because their grass was pure perfection. Like oh, their grass right. was perfect. I could have played the whole damn game in 06 and sneakers. It was so crispy, wow. just flat, smooth. It was awesome. So it's a shame that even even Texas. I wonder why they did it. Why would they need to do that? Well, Texas, Texas. is probably trying to probably probably global warming. They're probably trying to you know. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, they're concerned about that. We're concerned there. about the water. You know, they probably went that route <laughs> um, down there. But uh, anyway, um, I uh, so I, over the weekend, I I was able to, to tune in for a little bit to some of the football. Um, and I tell you what, uh, a couple things. The first, can you, can you imagine the first, the first snap I saw? What do you think it was on Saturday? The first snap that I tuned into and I said, Oh my goodness. What do you think it was? Well, I, I'd be honest with you because I was doing the other football with the children. I did not yeah. see, I don't, I don't have a t- an idea on chronologically what happened okay. at what time. Okay. I checked it, it was out the second later. half, first series. No, it was fourth quarter, first series. Were you in Chicago? Of the Bears. And I was Chicago. in Chicago. Yeah. And I saw Justin not recognize the Blitz yep. and damn near get his head Almost knocked off. Almost got killed. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So, for one, I think, my goodness, what a tough cat. Two, I'm surprised they didn't pull him out to at least assess him for a concussion. Three, um, I was just like, my – I did not like the analysis after it because the analysis after it, I think it's Jim Miller on the call, and he's like, well, that's what he's got to learn to do. This is the worry about a rookie. No, bro. Like I've seen vets get smoked like that, right? Like yeah. They did a phenomenal job. I went back and watched it. They did such a good job of setting up the fact that – so the linebacker that blitzed comes out there, and there's only three guys out there on what seems like three eligibles, right? There's a receiver, yeah. a tight end, and a running back to that side. And you see the three defenders talking – and they're actually legitimately confused because the linebacker knows he's blitzing, but he's looking around saying, "Hey, who has the running back?" Because if no one has him, I'm taking him and I'm, I'm aborting the blitz. It's called being yeah. a, being a pro, right? Like I'm not just going to blitz and assume someone has him and then he's free. Right. And then all of a sudden you see late the uh, Justin looks over there and he goes, "Okay, they're in man." Looks back and then the mic shuffles over to take the running back. And now that LB and they communicate. Boom! Now he the blitz is on, and so Justin never looks back. No. How the hell is he supposed to know? There's not you get a clue a clue that someone's blitzing when there's four people over three guys. Hey, something's up here. Either they have a low robber or someone's blitzing. Just alert over there. Yep. But they didn't have that look when he looked over there. Play clock comes down, they shuffle over in the last few seconds of it, boom, he gets smoked. But anyway. Um Well I don't yeah, like but, when but, like So I Jim is a, Jim was on the Bears. Jim's it was a Bears I broadcast, think so. correct? I assume I'm pretty so. sure. Yeah. yeah. And and we saw this with Spencer Tillman, who was on the Texans broadcast oh, bro, over stop, the weekend. Stop. Where stop. he said, "Spencer, my man, Spencer uses words. Spencer uses words in a broadcast. So I got to look up. I need a thesaurus. Do you hear pay attention about Nick Nick Casario? No. He said he's done the best job as a general manager of anybody in the last ten years in Houston. They're <sighs> going to be the worst team in the NFL. Now maybe it works. Maybe it does. Maybe they're like the Browns." And he's there, Sashi Brown, in three years. My from man now, will ask questions sometimes work. at Fox. But I'm boy, like, bro, your intellectual coach, status is so much higher than mine. What, I can't, what, even, I can't what, follow. What, what are we doing? But the problem is, is so what? My guess is what Jim Miller was doing is he heard the people booing Andy Dalton. He knows the Browns want to play Andy Dalton, um, and and my guess is he's saying, well, this is why we're not playing Justin Fields. So he used that to further the organizational the organization's want. 
yeah. versus doing what was the right thing to probably do and, and to break down. Does that make sense? Yep. 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 And this, um, so that was the first. That was the first snap I saw. Yeah. And then, but earlier on, I think it was the Friday night. Was the Bengals? Is that my yeah. correct on that? Um, sure. Friday night. Our guy Jamar Chase. Yeah. Buddy, this is look, Jamar. But and look, it's one game. I'm not. If I'm a Bengals fan, I I'm guess not, it's not like, though. I'm, I'm not happy about. It's really not. It's been going on no. for the whole camp. It's been going um, on for a while. It's happened in practice. Good. He had three more drops yesterday in practice, according to the report. Does he have the yips from our guy? Well, that's what I was. That's kind of where the I twisties? think. Twisties. I think he's got the twisties and the yips, and I think he's got the football equivalent, the dropsies. Because um, I, I was reading Ben Baby's report, our good buddy Ben Baby's report of Sunday's practice, and he dropped a touchdown from Joe Burrow, had two more drops. Man. The ones he's dropping are – they're clearly trying to build his confidence by giving him yeah. the easiest passes ever um, yeah. to catch. Um, who knows how this starts? You drop right. one, and then it just compounds. Um, I understood the one. I mean, the one, yeah. like, even with the adjusted rules, the one, like, I think it was Landon Collins came down, and he was sitting yeah. right there, and you're like, okay, I understand why you dropped that. You're trying to make the catch while also peek at, like, who, where is he going to hit me? Um, how do I make this catch maybe and juke him last second? I get that. But some of them, I was like, ooh, that's not, mm. but uh, not something you want to see develop there. Well, um, let's, let's stay on that just for a second, because... Folks, this we've seen this from the very best people. We've yeah. seen this from the highest picks. There was you will remember three or four years ago. I know you and I were doing the show at that time, uh, where Tiger Woods couldn't hit a lob wedge. Yeah, remember he'd blade it. Yep, like he'd be right around the green and he'd blade it, and yep. it would shoot off to it's the, the only like, time Tiger, Tiger and I have, have looked the same. Right, yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz yep. couldn't shoot. Yep, couldn't shoot. Yep. Couldn't shoot. Mm. The mechanic was broken. Remember, they were reteaching him how to shoot. And then yep. he finally got it figured out. Now that he's in Orlando, he got hurt last year. But he finally got it figured out to where he could shoot again. But he had to reteach himself how to shoot. Chuck Knobloch is one of the more famous ones. Rick Ankeel is another one. Um, these Rick Ankeel was, came up as, a blue, as blue a blue chip pitching prospect as can be. And all of a yep. sudden, couldn't throw strikes. Couldn't throw it. Yep. Yep. So what did he do? Well, he had about a 15-year career playing the outfield, which is pretty dang yep. good athleticism to be able to pull that off. I'd um, say so. Yeah, but not bad. Who was it? There was a pitcher for the Cubs who was... Lester. Uh, yeah, Lester, John Lester. can't throw it the first. Can't like throw it the like first. runs over and underhands it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It uh, happens. It, <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and, and, and look, that's... It's part of the game. You just, you hate to see it because already Jamar was, I would say, I don't want to say polarizing, a debatable pick, right, with Panay Sewell. Sure. Um, there was a lot of, there's still our Bengals fans that I talked to who are just Pitts hot too. over it. Um, Kyle Pitts and hot. Sewell were on the board. Yes, yes. And um, so, you know, there's going to be debate. So what you want to see out of that young man is a really good preseason, you know, coming out on fire, hot, confident, to put some of that to bed. And now I'm watching... You know, good morning football, and they're showing all three clips. And well, let me ask you this. He didn't play football last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just but, saying, but that, he but did that's not a play skill. a game. I'll say this. I understand like, he didn't play a game. Does that contribute at all? No. no? Well, I want to. Okay, I would assume that would contribute to um, some of the nuances of reading coverage, right? Like, because there's no okay. way how much yeah. you practice on your own, you can't read, hey, because a lot of it would be preordained, like running yeah. routes on the fly, some of that stuff. That wouldn't account for a pure slant route. That's day one. 
I mean, yeah. you could have run a slant route on one-on-ones when not playing a season and have somebody guarding you, someone contested and catching the football. You could have run that forever on jugs, forever with someone throwing to you. Those are things you could have practiced. So, no, I'm not going to say that's a year of missing ball. There, there are some things that I would say, hey, I thought it was cover three. It actually ended up being cover two. I ran the wrong route. Joe threw a pick. Oh, well, okay, that's because he didn't play football for a year. Maybe you see that over and over and over and yeah. over through college and you adjust. That's assuming that his college coach would have been running routes that do adjust to coverage. There are some college coordinators who are like, run this route concept no matter what, right? We're going to run, let's just put, uh, we're going to run a stick, the three by one. So three receivers to the right, one to the left, and we're going to run just a double stick, okay? So tight end runs a stick route, so it's about six yards, break it off. The second receiver runs a stick. The number one out there, the Z, goes on a vert, and the backside guy does a slant. So you come up to the line of scrimmage. We're not adjusting our routes on anything. So if it's cover three, I'm going to the slant. Why? He's singled up back there, right? The weak hook defender is going to kind of stay in the hash. I have Roman. There's a window. Boom. Slant it. If it's cover two, I'm going to try to hit the stick route right right between because that nickel defender there has to bite on this, the stick of number two receiver or jump number three. So whoever wherever he's off leverage, I'm hitting one of those two guys to cover two. Boom. And that's how we operate. There are some schemes that say, hey, we're going to adjust our routes based on coverage that we get. And that's a whole different level. You know, you're not just saying, hey, it's not Madden where I'm saying, hey, I'm running a post no matter what, and you run the post full speed. Oh, no, I was covered. It's, no, I think I'm running the post, but if it switches to this coverage, that post goes to a vert, or if it's the DB's on top of me, it's a deep comeback. And everything's reactionary, and I have to do it running 4-2. Yeah. That's a whole other level. That's the stuff that I think that he would miss out on of not playing a season. Not dropping but slants. You can go hit the jugs. You can go <laughs> find a quarterback, high school quarterback. You can go one-on-ones against high school DBs, and there will be one kid who will be able to stay with you and put his arm through your hands, and you catch it you know, tight, contested, boom, keep it moving. If, if those balls were like you know, miscommunications where he looks lost, that's what I would understand. Yeah. But you hope he fixes it. You hope it's just a... A, a, a two-week thing, and he's able to get through it. Because if this is the whole, this is, this is the worst-case scenario looming for the for the Bengals. Because you you need him, you need him. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he he's electric, so he he needs to be that. But it, you know, I don't know how. Sorry, you get I got out of those scheme things. mode. I got into scheme. No, no, mode. I like I scheme, James. I like. I know, scheme I could keep going. Yeah, no, I, I like it. While, I think but. you know, it's one of those things for them where I, I don't know how you get a guy out of that. How do you get yeah. out of the yips? How do you get out of the dropsies? Mm. How do you get out of the twisties? I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine oh, yeah. you just keep spinning it to him, and you just keep yep. force-feeding it in, until it clicks again. You go, oh, yeah, this is why I was the best receiver in college football, and on the be- I was the best receiver on an LSU team that had Jefferson on yeah. it and Marshall, and they're both going to be dudes. And start so. to watch his body language. Yeah, you'll see sure. that head starts sinking, all that. Then then you got to really worry, like, man, his confidence really is shot. Well, you there's know, two. Versus- there's, the, the, there's, the, there's that. The other thing that you always look for is when they act like it's not a big deal, but it is. Yes. So those are the yep. two body language things that you pay attention to. Yep. Uh, the Browns played their preseason home debut and home finale all at the same time. You'll hear from Coach Stefanski coming up next on that front. Ryan Day names a starting quarterback. He kind of did it about 10 days ago, but he officially does it with C.J. Stroud. What does it mean? How does he manage the other quarterbacks? We continue with two-a-days. We're in the NFC South. We hit the Saints and the Falcons today. Take a look at the Oregon football Ducks in the 11 o'clock hours. We take a look at the Pac-12 and where that is. It is a loaded Monday edition, and we're off and running. Bishop and Laurinaitis, right on the fan. Always imitated, never duplicated. Your heritage sports talker and flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Big in Montana and also Minnesota and everywhere else too. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. 
If you're in the market for a new car, you've heard about all the great deals over at Jermaine Toyota of Columbus. You can have Tacomas, Tundras, Camrys, Corollas. But don't forget about their buying center. They will buy your car for top dollar even if you don't buy theirs. So stop by Jermaine Toyota for a hassle-free, no-strings-attached offer. Whether you're buying, trading in, or selling, make sure you visit my good friends over at Jermaine Toyota, 5711 Scarborough Boulevard, or online at JermaineToyota.net. So I the Browns played yesterday, obviously, their, their preseason home debut and finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you're a, when you're a good team, these things are largely pointless for the majority of your roster, the vast yeah. majority. So It's hard you know, to watch when none of the teams hard. are playing. It is. It's difficult to watch. They're not showing you really anything. Yeah. The like you start to say, okay, well, who who out there? Like the guys that that we would talk. Let's use Richard LeCount. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Richard LeCount is is a, a former first team All SEC safety from Georgia. He gets hurt in a in a bike accident, motorcycle accident, and falls in the draft. But I want to say he's a four or five star kid. Um, when when he's brought into Georgia, almost all their kids are, so it would make sense. Um, so he was good in the preseason debut. He was good in the game yesterday. Made the interception that sealed it. That's two weeks in a row uh, where he made a late interception. Um, he has potentially played himself into the safety mix. Yeah. You add in the injury to Delpit, as he can't really seem to stay healthy. They've had other guys injured. Look, your best ability is an availability. That's they right. drafted him. He's right. there. He's making plays. He's maybe played himself on the roster. But as you and I are doing a sports show in Columbus, Ohio, I can't talk about Richard LeCount. No. I mean, this is player 48 of 53. Yep. And that's yep. that's what the Brown – I mean, okay, what do you want to talk about, Demetric Felton? Yeah, he looks good. He's going to make the team. Demetric right. Felton's going to make the Browns. He's, yep. he's going to make the Browns. But guess what? How many times a game is he going to be around the ball? Four or five? Right. In a real game – He'll be returning probably, doing yeah. some of that stuff, special teams, all that. But as far as actual offense, he's not going to see the field. That's what's hard. Right. That's what's hard. Now, that's obviously assuming there's no injuries. Sure. But that's the, the hard thing. Um, LeCount's a little more intriguing. I liked watching Owusu Koromora again. Yeah, he's, he's um, going to be. I, I, I would put him in bubble wrap. I wouldn't play him against the He's Falcons. got the, uh, by the way, with I've his swag, enough. he's got the Shazier effect where they're just so light at linebacker that they can wear that loose long sleeve and get away with it. He's I was so too much muscular. The swag. I was too muscular. Right. You know, like my, there's two things that didn't work for me. The look where it's like they look like they have 16 layers of socks on because they're all scrunched up because their calves are skinny. You know, do, can you explain um, how they do that? Because Black Cobra was asking me, and and so I think Dustin Fox told me once that what they do is you cut the socks. Yes, you wear one sock and then you cut the second sock, um, the actual foot part off, and you put that up and it scrunches up on top of the. So you have the long sock that you actually let scrunch down, and then you. Put the other sock, and you have it scrunched, you know, on top of the actual sock. Okay. So, which is sock material, and that's and how you, you just get layer them. But when you have bigger legs, that doesn't look right. You know, it just doesn't right. it doesn't work. Just like when you are super swole and you wear a long sleeve, loose long sleeve, it just doesn't look the same as when you are thin and strong. There's, yeah, you want like Shazier and like JOK. Then uh, <laughs> it's. It's a whole nother. It's a whole nother deal. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm always just envious. I'm envious because I was never able to rock that. <laughs> I, I think the most notable thing that you can take from Cleveland's first two games is that Greg Newsom's going to start at corner opposite Denzel Ward. I think that's the most. 
That's that's yeah. probably the biggest takeaway because yeah. Greedy Williams went down again. You, you can't help it, like you just. But if you can't play, yeah. if you can't stay healthy, then you can't yeah. be counted on. Now, what they did, you know, with their in terms of their their free agency, their off season was to guard against that. So they guard against another greedy injury. They yeah. signed Hill. They yep. drafted Newsom. So now they got they got three corners out there that are ready to go. If, if Greedy can't play, they're fine. They got guys beyond that. Same thing at safety. If yep. Delpit can't play, well, they went and got John Johnson. So right. they go John Johnson and Harrison, and now LeCount's in the mix. Sheldon right. Redwine's in the mix. They're okay. Yep. And, yep. and that's the beauty of it. But that's probably the most you can take. This, this was That's a tough watch, man. Yeah, it is. And I don't know why in the hell you're playing preseason games on Sunday at 1 o'clock. No idea. Play those no things idea. at night, man. Who wants yeah. to sit out in 85 degrees heat? Well, I saw a couple people August. shirtless. Nothing says, hey, let's party like a shirtless sitting Jeez, in, you know, just soaking up energy, the sun. Soaking up some vitamin D, you know. <laughs> the Bears hey. played at 1 o'clock on Saturday back That's to back the second weeks. time they've done that, yeah. I, I, Why I yeah, are we doing I, this? As a vet, I love it because it's like, hey, I got the night off, you know. So as right. a vet, I would enjoy it because uh, you're not playing and you get the night off. Um, but what, when did this family, start? But, I have no idea. This is all new. Everything's all it's new. A, it's all because it's all I think it's, yeah, the, one it's o'clock the three the three game preseason. They're trying to figure out so a new the flow. NFL Network. Yeah. It's the NFL Network doing and the NFL Network saying we're going to have games at one. Yeah, four, we'll have five seven. games live for you. Yeah. You know, noon. You know, whatever. Yeah. One, four, right. five, you know, seven and you, eleven. These used for to the all be games. Friday night, Saturday night. Like yeah. there was never middle of the day. Game, one o'clock. I never played a preseason game middle of the day. Never. No, in seven never. years, eight years, um, eight years, yeah. Eight so, years. so much of this stuff, like people ask Stefanski about Case. Oh, who cares? He's a veteran. He's going to be fine. Um, yeah. What What really matters, though, and it chops. What I want to play is is zero zero nine, where Kevin Stefanski was was kind of breaking down the week of practice with the Giants and what got done. Let's hear from Coach. Great work uh, with with uh, that team. You know, I, I appreciate Coach Judge and then that entire coaching staff, those players. We got some really good work done uh, in Berea for a couple days, and then I thought the guys worked really hard today and uh, competed for sixty minutes. Uh, you know, we're putting a bunch of different scenarios in this ball game, so I thought that was really good for us. Uh, and and we, you know, and we also realized that we got ways to go. We're just not where we need to be, uh, but that's okay. We got some uh, practices coming up. Yeah, they got. I mean, they got three weeks left before a game. Mm-hmm. They got all this week. Play a preseason yeah. finale Sunday in Atlanta. They yeah. got all the next week, and then the next week. That's right. So there's they got t- time. so much time. They got time. Yeah, they got, they yeah. got plenty of time. So yeah. I, I, it, it's a hard preseason. Is a tough watch. If you don't have a rookie quarterback, if you don't have young guys you want to see get reps, and if you're a good team, mm-hmm. tough sell. Tough sell, coach. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's, really tough that's, sell. That's not great. Um. All right. What what is great? Not surprising. Uh, been known for a long time is that C.J. Stroud is going to be your starting quarterback uh, at Ohio State. It's been abundantly clear for quite a while. Ryan Day made it official over the weekend. You'll hear from Coach Day and what it means beyond C.J. We get into that coming up next. Bishop and Lauren is right here on the fan. When that alarm clock goes off, morning juice comes on. The perfect way to dominate your day or just lay around the house. Morning juice weekdays at six. The fan. It's Bishop and Laurenitis's What's Up? What's up, man? What's up, Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. Well, I'll tell you what's up. What's up is that this Thursday, the 26th through Saturday, the 28th, you can get huge savings on water treatment equipment from Connecticut Water Systems. Huge discounts on water softeners whole home drinking water systems, like I know Mr. Bishop has, I do as well, 25% off all filters and accessories, 
Stock up on water softener salt with buy four bags. Get one of those suckers free. Make sure you visit Connecticut at their main location out in Canal Winchester, the 26th through the 28th of this month. And tell them that James sent you. Visit ConnecticutColumbus.com for more of those details. It's also up that we have a starting quarterback. It's not surprising who it is. Um, we when, This is about... I was right when we, I got back from Montana, and, and Ryan Day had that press conference where he said C.J. Stroud separated, and we said, well, that's naming a starter without naming a starter. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. he did. So so yeah. he did that. Um, let, let's listen to Coach Day, because we'll, we're going to parse through this stuff like it's the Zabruder film. So let's start with uh, 0-0-1, uh, where Coach Day addresses naming C.J. the starter against Minnesota. You know, over the, the body work between the spring and then also uh, through preseason, um, you know, separated himself with his decision-making, his leadership skills, his accuracy. And, um, and so now we've got to go prepare to go play a game. But uh, proud of him, happy for him. You know, the other guys in the room understand that this is a long season and that room has to be strong. <laughs> You're going to sense a theme. Here's uh, yeah. zero, zero, 002. We need them all. We need them all. <laughs> here's, here's, Please don't leave. Let, let's do here CJ's reaction to being named the starter. Here's Coach Day on that. He was excited for sure and, and fired up. But you know he's not an over overly um, an emotional guy in those type of situations. I think he knows that this is just an opportunity. It's not um, it's not an accomplishment. It's an opportunity, and I think he looked at it like that. So now we got to go about the business of going to put it on the field. All right, uh, we're going to get to the other thing in a second, but that answer let, lets me. Um Gets me to a question I want to ask you as a man who is a three-time person. It's not an accomplishment. It's an opportunity. How do you – how difficult is it? Because you want your quarterback 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Mm-hmm. You want him so stinking confident in what he can do, gunslinger, all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do that while also saying we need everybody ready, and we'll play some of this stuff in a second. We need everybody in the room. We need all of that. Ryan Day almost has to speak out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, he understands. I, lo- I like that quote, actually. It's an opportunity, yeah. you know. Um, I think in today's day and age, um, you obviously want your quarterback, especially young quarterback, bulletproof, going out there confident. But that's built up by the fact, like, I, I think you can build that confidence by saying, we have four really elite dudes, and yeah. this is the guy that I want to have the opportunity first. As C.J. Stroud, you should say, that damn, that gives me confidence, because I've seen the other three. Now, if the other three aren't playing very well and you keep saying that, then you're saying, come on, coach, you're lying. So don't lie yeah. to me. Don't lie to the media. Just, just be honest. Um, I'm balling, and they're not, you know? <laughs> sure. But if they're all playing well, that, that, to me, that gives me confidence. Damn, coach believes in me. And I've seen how Jack's been ripping it, and Kyle, and I know what Quinn is. And okay, what an awesome opportunity! Let's go. I don't want to screw this up. Let me let me study harder. And I do believe that we, uh, for a long time, we've thought that this iron sharpen iron is good for everywhere but QB. You know, yeah. like no, we want one really sharp sword, and everyone else is kind of be dull and just kind of be there, just emergency. But what we've found out is, no, let's keep pushing the envelope here, and. I do believe that you can create healthy competition. Now, what's going to be important, and I do believe that you have to stick with the kid through Minnesota, barring like you're down 17 unforeseen at half and you got to make a, a switch, right? But like if you're down seven and he's thrown two picks and only thrown one touchdown and you're like, I don't really love what I've seen, you can't be quick trigger in that respect, right? I think it has to be an obvious, we're not getting anything done. Then, then you pull him. You can't you just can't, pull him because he throws yeah, one bad. Pick. No, you know what I mean. You can't, you can't have, have him have looking that, over so. his shoulder. Right. 
You can't even right. go, oh, God, I was I was high yes. on that slant. Oh, my God, yes. am I going to the bench? Like, you can't have him that way. But you if can't. it's halftime and you're down 17 at Minnesota and he sure. can't get a first down on a third down, then you have to say, you're, you're too nervous. Get him out. You know, um, And that's the one thing we really don't know, and I, I assume they'll be fine. But we don't know who like who will light up when those lights are on You've no up idea. in Huntington Bank Stadium. Kids. None of these kids. Who's going to light up with to. fans in the crowd? Who's going to get that right. extra level? Um, that extra confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that he said he doesn't really get too excited or too up and down. I think there's something to be said for a demeanor of, hey, everything's going absolutely chaotic. We can look to one guy and he's just yeah. chill. Everything's going extremely well. We can look to one guy and he's chill. Um, there's a steadiness about that that I like. Um, uh, there's many different ways to lead, right? You have Tom Brady and Peyton Manning who are going to cuss you out and be that vocal and there will be others who are just super quiet and then when they do speak you're like oh shoot all right he means business he's finally fed up um and they just kind of lead by example there's different ways of going about it yeah and, i never and once I think, heard aj hawk give a pregame speech didn't right. have to like aj's aj's work ethic and the way he went on played was all he needed to do to show leadership yeah he showed great leaders you, you've seen the mcafee clip right with him and bob when yeah see long time to me studio. <laughs> see, see, Long sent it to me. It's pretty good, pretty, pretty strong. Was Bobby uh, shirtless? No. Uh, no, racer, racer back, racer back. Tank. Should have been shirtless. I think that's yeah. a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think that. Should and be honestly, his with thing. McAfee being uh, like an announcer on SmackDown, which is incredible, um, you know, he's one of the ringside announcers for WWE. SmackDown. He is. Yes, I feel like that's a. He's in the, He's oppor- a ringside announcer. Yes. Yes. I feel like it's a missed oh opportunity. Oh my god, the worlds for, are starting to collide. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity for Bob. You're he could have like announced right McAfee, there. Like, look at all the ways in we have. He could have honestly he could have just said, I want I want you, Pat. I want you in the squared circle. Like let's get this going and ripped off his shirt or like ripped it like Hogan. And I think we could have had something. Oh, the birth please. of Rock and Rob. Just give us a little of it. What what would what's the harm, Bob? Let's go. Just a little taste. He's already training like he's preparing for it. He's I mean, ready to go. The, the selfie vids. So he's ready to go. He's Gosh, ready to go. The persona is right there too. It's right there. Um, here, this is the thing that, that I think. What so Ryan? Day, I think he's got to speak a little bit out of both sides of his mouth. I think privately he has to say to CJ, "This is your team." Private. Yes. It's your yeah. team. Grab it by the throat. You have to grab this team by yeah. the throat. Yeah. You have to lead them. I'm going to have to say what I have to say. Yeah. Out That's there. The, as far as trying to keep some of these, because he goes, I do believe CJ that will need him. I do believe that just in, in I mean, football is a violent sport. You might get dinged up. Um, stuff might happen. We got to think big picture in the future. Technically, if you ball out this year and next, you can leave. So I have to continue to develop and keep somebody here. But you have to grab this team. You can't be timid when it comes to leadership because there's others. Let me ask you this. As someone who's seen, you know, you've seen the scrimmage. We've seen so little of him. Yeah. You know, like you, you did. Scarlet Gray, you, you've, you've seen a scrimmage. Does he possess the the physical skill that the scenario you just the physical ability, arm strength wise, and in, in order to be that guy who's a two and done guy? Because I saw mock drafts that have him in the first round in two years, but I haven't seen enough of him to know if he's got that type of. Does he have that type of arm? His arm isn't Justin's, but Justin's is also really good, <laughs> right? Right. So, sure. It, you know, you're you're comparing it to him. His arm is not Justin, but I think he has the overall traits to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, and I think there's a smoothness about him within the pocket to be able to scramble and pick up pick up yards as well. So there's a, I'm sure there's a certain 
comfortability, you know, um, with, you know what, he's making good decisions. You've heard Coach Day say he's turning the ball over the least amount of the three. So what did I say going back? It's going to be who does he trust when he puts his head on the pillow trust. the night before Minnesota. Trust. To, to make the right choice. Yeah. But also, shoot, dang it, there's an unblocked player. Who can get out of that blitz? Instead of it's a boom, sack, fumble, maybe he ducks underneath the shoulder. Maybe he's able to scramble, and at the least, it's a throwaway. And you're like, whew, where yeah. maybe if it's one of the other two guys, it's not. It's a sack, and you know it's a 12-yard loss. Now you're in third and 22, you know? Um Versus the other one, now you're in third and ten because he was able to maneuver a way out of it and then throw it away. Yeah. So who do, you, who do you trust to make those unsexy plays? Like it's not just a guy. Oh, he's just throwing a bomb. Look at that. The go route ball is beautiful on air with no one there. You know, yeah. like, no, that's not what the quarterback position is. The quarterback position is at second and ten. Damn it! All week along we had the post open because we thought it was versus coverage. Well, you know what? The corner was was sticky on the coverage. And so instead, what I did is I checked it down. It doesn't look sexy. It actually looks boring. But you know what we're in? We're in third and four now instead of third and ten because I made the right choice to check it down and not force the post that all week long coach told me if they're in cover three, it's going to be there. And guess what? They were in cover three, and it wasn't there. But I didn't force it because all week long in practice, we scripted it for success. Instead, I checked it down. Now we're in third and four. We can operate there because now the whole playbook's open in third and four. Do you want to do zone read? Do you want to do an option? Do you want to do power? And if it's fourth and two, we go for it again? Do you want to go slants? What do you want to do? Those are the small, minuscule decisions that he has to, to bank on with whoever's at quarterback. And he's got to play in a hostile environment on a Thursday night. It's going to be a lot of Buckeyes, but it'll be it's loud. It's not hostile anymore. One. It used to be TCF Bank, but now it's owned by a Huntington Bank, which is our, our company. So really, like, oh, Ohio already oh, owns it. Ohio owns it yeah, So it's Huntington oh, Bank wearing, Stadium. So really, we already black, too? black uniforms. We already I didn't them. know black was in the color scheme for boat rowers. They're wearing black. Oh yeah, gosh, everyone. Why I mean, not? Everyone just you know. Hey, you know Why what? Not? Maroon and gold. You know. Why not? You know we don't we don't raw sky yuma for the black Jeez. maroon and gold. It's maroon anyway. Scott. Never mind. I do know their fight song. That's what happens when you grow up a gopher fan. But jeez, come on. Uh, but the, you're also going to deal with in 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 two week a week after that ten days after that it's Kayvon Thibodeau, and that's a dude. The ducks and the ducks. So this so for CJ ducks. he's got a it starts. It started sat, probably started even before. And C. Long had the best scouting report on Thibodeau ever. He goes, I, I don't really watch Pac-12 football. He's like, because it's it's quite boring. He goes, I remember watching Oregon last year and going, who in the, you know what, right. is that guy? Yeah, see, there you go. Right. That'll, yeah, that'll do <laughs> and it. Chris Long is the most non-impressed person when it comes to pass rushers. And I've only heard him say that about the Bosa brothers, yeah. Chase Young, and then like a couple other guys in the league where you're like, <sighs> like Aaron Donald when he came in. Chris would just be like, what on earth is this? Right. You know, like he is, he's one of the most non-impressed by like rushers. Right. And then, so look at that, that category that he's already put him in in his mind. Yeah. Is incredible. Tells you, tells you a little bit. Uh, as for the quarterbacks behind uh, CJ, the approach, who's second? How do you get him ready? How do you keep him engaged? That's the other part that Ryan Day has to focus on. We get into that coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Sports, conversation, and sometimes pure stupidity. It's awesome, funny, random. Your home of the Buckeyes. The fan. Ohio's sports destination. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, got this from Gary on Twitter. Um when, when in discussing C.J. Stroud, he said, "Would you say Troy Smith type?" Um, I don't. Outside looking Hold in, on. I don't think people have any idea how, Hold or on. maybe they don't remember how strong Troy Smith's arm Hold is. On. We can't just say Troy Smith. Come. 
can you imagine Troy's numbers? No. Nine days offense. In, the, in this offense? No. In this offense. Even Urban's. Like zone read? Zone read, let alone like just purely spread out trying to get... For one, the the receiving core that we have on the perimeter... Like we had a pretty good receiving core too, though. So I can't even. I mean, people forget yeah, that. Dudes. Oh five. I mean, that was Santonio, Teddy, Gonzo, Hartline, Robisky, Roy Hall. Um, yeah, we weren't we weren't scrubs. So yeah, but uh, still, just the the pure scheming and the uh, I'll put it this way: like the offensive prowess. In the X's and O's room between Ryan Day, Kevin Wilson is of a higher level than it was back then. I'll just put yeah. it that way. Um, and yet Troy won the Heisman by the largest margin, I think, until Joe, right? So, um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, um, I'm not going to put that on him. Not saying he can't be either. You know, it's just tough. Like, we haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen him throw a real college football pass against an opposing team. So, it's yeah. impossible to say, is he Troy Smith? Troy had a whip, though. Troy had a whip. Yeah. He had a whip. No doubt. I mean, that the, the ball whizzed off the hands. Yeah, put I some mean, respect he, on Troy Smith's name. Yeah, man. he had a lot of it. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that he was disrespecting Troy. I think that no, 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 we, no, just, we try to, we try to get a good, really excited. He's a good man. This is just general. football in general, right? Like, we don't know how to compare. We all want to compare and have an idea what a new guy will look like. Yeah. We do it in the draft. Oh, who's this DM reminds you of? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor has right. all those traits. You're like, what? Right. You're comparing him to Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> what you try to do is when you haven't seen people play, and we tr- we did this with with um, with Justin was yeah. you know what what did we think he would be like? Well, it turns out he was unlike anything we'd ever had. He was way better than I thought. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not I'm, to say that I'm not the one to be predicting because when I yeah, saw him in that tough. spring game, I was like, I'm not sure about this season. I think he has good traits, but oh yeah, man. Yeah. Um, the, the, this is the the big part. So CJ is the starter. You roll with him. Uh, out of one side of your mouth and in private, you're telling CJ, it's your team, grab it by the throat. You're the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Go, son. Go make us mm-hmm. all proud. That's what you're saying. But you also have three other guys, and they're mm-hmm. highly regarded guys. Um, none of them are Ohioans, and I do think that that's worth noting in that probably none of them grew up. Want, you know, When they're six years old, they weren't wearing Buckeye helmets, would be my guess. Um, and we certainly know Quinn was Texas and, you know, Kyle's a Pennsylvania kid, Jack, Arizona, who knows? Um, but, but they're not Ohioans. So they're all highly regarded. They all can play. What do you do? How do you keep them happy? This is what Ryan Day, this is, you're going to hear a lot of this. This is zero, zero, three chops. It's, uh, the one on the quarterbacks needing to stay prepared. They've all been communicated on what they've done well because they've all improved, but. Um, there's certain areas that they, they need to continue to improve on, and it's all about development. And everybody's journey, especially in the quarterback uh, world, is different. When you think about some of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, it didn't all come at once for them. So you just never know what's going to happen, and so those guys have to continue to work on developing and get ready. But i got to tell you, I, I've, been, I've been impressed with their uh, approach to it, their response to it, and then they're ready to continue to work. Realistically, how many kids in that room can you take care of? Like if you're Corey Dennis, and you because your priority is C.J. Stroud, yeah, he's your starter, yeah, he's a priority. So how many other kids can you nurture? Right. Get ready. You go. Can you get three more ready? Do no. You get one more ready. You can't get all four ready. Not within a season. There's not enough reps to go around. Right. Um. There's not enough reps to go around. If you because here's the thing. If you want one guy to be elite, if you want C.J. Stroud to be all Big Ten, all American, which of course you do. Right, so then 
you need to put all of your energy into him. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a really good book called um, Essentialism. And there's a drawing that comes to mind it's in the first chapter. And it's how a lot of us today want to be really good at a bunch of little things, right? So there's, uh, think of an image of a circle and then like 15 really small arrows, right? So we want to do a lot of things, you know, but we get nowhere with all of them. Right, I, I have this tendency. Oh, I have so many projects at the barn I want to do, and so I'll start chopping wood, and then I'll start doing this, and none of them get finished because I don't have time to do them all. Right, so what? What's the essential one you want to get done now? And then the next, you know, drawing is a circle, and then one arrow pointing the length of all fifteen of those little arrows. But obviously, it's longer because you're focusing all your energy in one thing, and tells you to say no to a lot of the other things. And I think that's what you have to do if you're Ohio State. Is that we, if, if it's C.J. Stroud, we want him to be all Big Ten. All the reps go there. You Absolutely. give a couple to the backup in the event that he gets hurt. But if it's 10 reps, it should be 8-2. And the other two guys are scout team. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're taking away from the development of C.J., your starter. I think you can only really, in season, in game weeks, you only really have two. It's C.J., and it should be 80% C.J., 20% backup. And the yep. rest are getting the reps on scout team. Now, if you want to try to organize your practice time to where you have a separate, you know, hey, you know, scout team on scout team kind of look, you know, basically call it threes on fours or whatever, you know, or threes on threes if you want to be politically correct and not make anyone feel like a four. But, um, you know, that's when they can get, like, bye weeks, those times when you develop those other guys. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think it's really possible to get all four quality reps with the ones because then you're taking away quality reps from CJ, which you don't want to do. That's my point. Yeah. So to me, it's two. It's two. That's that's yeah. So that's it. So uh, so that's where we are. C.J. Stroud going to start against Minnesota. My now, guess can they stay mentally very, engaged? Very well. Oh, of course they can. Right? They can but do mental young, reps. Man. Which sure, your brain? It's been over and over. Your brain doesn't know the yeah. difference between a mental rep and a physical rep. Um, right. Although I'll tell you, my muscles do when I get chopped in the leg. Sure. It tells you. It can tell the difference real quick. Um, yeah. But your brain can't. So I think that's the that's the challenge. Yeah, it is, and it's a big one. Uh, we hit. We continue with two a days. We are in the NFC South. Hit the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, certainly a big part of what the Saints are trying to do, but a strange off season for them. We get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the Fan. Top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, two a days around the NFL. Two teams in a division every single day. We close out the NFC South uh, today with the Saints. Let me ask you this. Where do you, and you you spent some time with this organization. They have been, um, it feels to me, well, let me, let me, I'll pose the question and then, then we'll elaborate. How big of a missed opportunity and how much did the Saints blow it the last decade of Drew Brees' Man. Yeah, I mean, you have one of the most efficient, most accurate quarterbacks Yep. in all of football, and you only win one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Same coach the whole time, so it's different than Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. With Rodgers. And you won the Super Bowl off of like a trick, like a, like oh, a yeah. surprise onside. Like it wasn't- Brilliant call. Brilliant if call. that if they if you don't recover it you probably get slumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, yeah, that I, I think it's one of the the biggest, uh, one of the most underwhelming actual achievements 
the New Orleans Saints. Like everyone wants to talk about the genius of Sean Payton, which can be true. Like Sean's, he's an offensive genius, yeah. but it hasn't led to Super Bowls. Well, and they've had they've had home field advantage many yeah. times. Vikings have owned them. Yeah, they've had home field advantage many times. They've mm-hmm. they've had oppor- they've beat, been beaten by lesser teams in the postseason. Yep, several times. They were twelve and four a year ago. They absolutely whipped. Tampa Bay twice in the regular season and lost them in the playoffs. Yep, at their place. Yep. Um, they, I'll, I'll give them credit for this, Sean. Pay, you, credit for a lot of it because you're getting at bats, right? So they they transformed kind of from that Super Bowl team that they were in the in the 2000s. Then there were a couple of lean years, and then they really started crushing picks defensively. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. I mean, they, they've got a lot of guys who can play. And, and they are. You look at their roster. It's really impressive. But they're a little bit in jail. They're in yep. cap jail. They've overpaid some people. There's a disconnect with Michael Thomas that started last year. They continued this year with Thomas waiting for you know a long time to have the surgery. Uh, they paid him a lot of money. Um, and, and so that's a little bit of an issue there. Um, but but they, they evolved along the way. And now this is their first. This is the minus all the Lombardis. This is the Patriot situation of the NFC, where the coach stays, and I'm going to do it by God my way. Yeah, and he's got these two quarterbacks. They play tonight in in what is you know we talked about how meaningless like the Browns preseason game was, meaningful preseason game tonight for New Orleans with Winston yeah. and Taysom Hill. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a true quarterback competition, and I and I appreciate that others from PFF think that they, they could just cannot take seriously Taysom Hill. As a quarterback, it makes me feel like I'm really not alone um, in that thought process because I'll never forget. What was it like two years ago? Maybe I said something about Taysom Hill just being a gimmick guy, and I just got so one of our listeners was just not happy with me. Not having um, it. Yeah, accused me of not liking people from BYU, um, which I have to say off the bat, my goodness, Zach Wilson looked good. My goodness. Why um, would you not like people from BYU? Who would you even talk about from BYU? How many BYU guys are there? There aren't that many. I had three on one like team. Hill? I had three linebackers from BYU. Did you really? One team in St. Louis. Yes, Brady Papinga, um, <laughs> the only Brian Keel, and David Nixon. All linebackers from BYU. And That's incredible. I, the only people I know from BYU. Also, are at one time Hill. we had me, Nile Diggs, Larry Grant, and Bobby all in camp at linebacker. Oh, that's right. Four yeah. Buckeye LBs and way different Zach generations. Wilson. I mean, Nile played for damn for Coop. I was like, dude, Nile, how you still rolling, man? Yeah, I mean there aren't that many. There's not a lot of them, so it's hard for you. That, that's an odd thing that you'd have a problem with BYU guys allegedly. So, look, um, but I, I think this is this is where my my hunch is it'll be Winston. I think it has to be because he can throw the ball down the field, and and I don't think that you. I think Sean Payton, his he, outside looking in, he. No one loves him, him loves themselves as much as he does. Like he really is, really likes himself a lot. And I'm thinking the ego is pretty is, is certainly big enough, and rightfully so. He can be an offensive genius, as you mentioned. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been there a long time. They've been. This is a franchise that was lost for much of its existence, and he found it. And it's an organization that almost didn't even exist in New Orleans, if not for Drew Brees. I don't know if they would have. Um, but but it all worked out, and they've had this incredible run, and they mean so much to that state and to the area. Um, but this is really on him to get this right. And he's vouched for Taysom Hill. They bring in Winston, which is 
I love the deal because it's a no risk for them. You get a guy who's the yeah. number one overall pick who has a ton of talent. Can you get him right? But to me, it has to be Winston because I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine Peyton wants to run a gimmick offense and try to win the NFC South and beat Tampa Bay with a gimmick offense. Yeah. No, I, you have to have a legit offense. You can't be super limited. Um, and here's the thing: you can still run, like you can still play. Like New Orleans is a situation you can play both of them. You can have Jameis be your starter, yeah, and still bring in the Taysom Hill package, and it still keeps a lot of it open. I just think that sort of package for a full sixty minutes isn't gonna isn't gonna work. But you can still operate with two. Um, I think Sean has the ability to do so. But I don't take the Saints seriously uh, this year at all. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think I don't think you can. I, I think you're a long ways away. The, the the Winston reclamation project is fascinating, though. It is because of of what he was coming out. You still he still has some of the strangest behavior. Um, you've seen that stuff of him, like the way he gets he like gets hit by the uh, the tackling dummy randomly. Yeah. He does this yeah. weird dancing stuff, like he just. He does some strange behavior. He's just an odd, an odd, odd dude, kid. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just an odd dude. Um, and on the field version versus in front of the mic version has been become even more hilarious. I think um, with Jameis because in front of the mic he is sounds like he's trying so hard yeah. to portray himself in a Drew Brees like manner. Sure. Like I am the franchise quarterback, and then on the field stuff is just—it's funny. Yeah, um, it doesn't quite add up. Um, I'm not saying. I mean, I just wanted to be authentically him, dude. Like, if you're gonna yeah, be, be you, like, be yourself, because that—that's gonna—that's what I think won you a national title. Just be yourself. You'll get people will follow you if you're just authentic. Yeah. Um, you don't gotta put on a show for anybody. They were 12 and four a year ago, as I mentioned. Uh, Pete Werner in their draft class as well. Huge salary cap problems for them. Uh, departures include obviously Breeze, Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, Jared Cook, among others. Uh, they couldn't really be very loud in free agents. They don't have any money. Uh, that's just the reality of that situation. Let's hit the categories on the New Orleans Saints, and let's start with franchise grade. Well, I think that for the franchise grade for me, um, I put it as a C. Okay. Um, no corporate money in New Orleans. No. You have one Super Bowl with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. There's plenty of history there with paper bags over your head. How long can the Superdome really last? As a, you know what I mean. How much can they really keep yeah. dressing it up? Uh, ownership seems like it's. I mean, they've had scandal after scandal. Yeah. Remember the now. pain medication scandal they had going on there with the team trainer giving pain meds to Sean and his girlfriend, now wife. Um, right. Former Miss West Virginia. Mm, there you go. Um. It's funny. Why, why, why were we doing? Why are the Saints? Why did the Saints go to West, the Greenbrier, West Virginia? <laughs> well, now you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> just follow. Just pay attention to the scores. Um, That's right. I think they're. Let alone the, the recent thing with the Saints PR. What was that? I mean, it kind of just disappeared. But the Saints PR giving the oh my gosh the with Catholic the, with the um, church the Catholic Church church. Well, yeah, it was a direction mess. on how to handle their sc- anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot there. A lot there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot there. Uh, so I give it a C. I just give it a C because of all that. I had honestly forgotten on some of the things you mentioned. I initially had it as a solid B um, because they have won. For 20 years, they've won. Yeah. Um, and I think players like playing there. Malcolm, I know you said, loves it. Uh, other guys I know have loved it. Um, but I'm going to drop it down to a B minus. Just and then also the uncertainty and ownership's a little tricky there too. Going forward, it could be uh, yep. perfect uniform for the Saints to wear. Oh man, they got great unis. They got great. I mean, their 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 regular uniforms are just solid. Yeah. Um, I do like when they go to the color rush all whites, but I feel like you can't ever mess up an all white. But their all blacks are just so crisp. Um, even their road game, you know, white the white uh, top, black pants are crisp. Like we, you can't mess up white, black, and gold. No, it's good. So I think I'll go with their home unis. I, I'll go with the home actual the the, the, the all blacks. I like the all blacks. I, I like the black over gold, and that's and I mean, the gold can't go wrong with their unis. It's just man. their unis are strong. Yeah, yeah. Their uniforms are very very good. They're among the best in the league. Uh, coolest all time player. I have a feeling you're going Archie. Um, <laughs> I believe he'll go Archie. You know I'm going to go Jonathan Vilma. And the reason why is because I loved Vilma at Miami. I loved Vilma up there in New Orleans. Um, he he was inspirational to me on many fronts for a long time on the way he played the game. And a lot of it was because of his intelligence, the way he used to check in and out of blitzes and stuff and really went toe-to-toe with Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl and confused him. Yep. Um, and just, I, I just appreciated the way he played the game. So for me, if there's an LB on any of these, you know, that I looked up to, they're going to be my coolest player. But yeah, it's, it's Vilma for me. To not go down the Manning, to, I, I'll go another way. Ricky Jackson. Ricky Jackson's face mask was outrageous. Yeah. On those early '90s Saints, and he was part of the linebacker core with Sam Mills. Um, they had um, why am I blanking on Pat Swelling was one of the linebackers on that team. Um, I love that. that. That's a fun group. That's Dalton Hilliard. Uh, they, they had a, that was a fun team, and they had some good teams. Uh, I'll go Ricky Jackson, as cool, coolest Saint of all time. Play there, great. You did. I mean, it's they. They you will be royalty as a part of that team no matter what you do on the field like it's a very much a you're one of us as soon as you're there you know as yep. soon as you sign it's you're one of us yep. um, so as far as all of that and what you can do afterwards there I mean I see Zach Streif is on the coaching staff um, when I got done playing I, I got asked if I ever wanted to coach to give them a call down there I just I, I just don't like I, cannot, I can't live in New Orleans just can't do yep. it um, so I would say it's, it's an A it's an A to play there. The dome is incredible. The culture is incredible. The humidity is awful. You're going to take four showers a day. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to go walk the dog. You come back, shower. It's so sweaty. Just, yeah. just gross. Um, but as far as your lifestyle as a player there, as far as you know, the amount of free dinners you can get, the recognition, like this is taken care of after you play in there, as if you play there for multiple years. If you wanted to make a life there, you could. So yeah. I'll give it an A. I go B+. Plus. Uh, I love New Orleans to visit, but for the reasons that you mentioned at the end, I don't know if I'd want to live there for life. Uh, but people do, and they love it. Um, I, I love visiting it. I think it's fantastic. I love the food, um, and, and I love how, how important the Saints are to them. I think that's awesome. So it, it's B+. Plus, but it, but, it, but that 
I don't know if you could live there. That'd be tough. Uh, quarterback grade. They're try- they went from A to who knows. <sighs> I mean, I'm going to say C+. Plus. These guys. I'm going to say C+. Plus. You're more generous than me. Yeah. I just, I just I, okay, I put, you're right. Pure quarterback, I'll go C-. minus. Um, C plus was with the scheme of Sean Payton and yeah. the talent around them. It was more of like a how can I see them succeeding with the current quarterback, yeah. but pure quarterback talent to like elevate anybody, it's a C minus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Last year when Winston was thrown in, he looked disastrous. Now he had a whole offseason, um, he had camp. Uh, Hill went three and one as a starter there, um, so they can win that way, but I, I think there's a real limited ceiling. You know, physically for Hill in terms of what he can do throwing the ball, and mentally for Winston in terms of not turning the ball over. I just think he's—it's hard to uncoach that. So I, I went D plus, uh, C minus somewhere in that that area. Contender grade for the Saints. Uh, I'm gonna do a C. I'm yeah, gonna go same, C. Same. I can yeah. see him in the playoffs. I can see him in the playoffs, but I'll—they're not. Doesn't mean they're a contender. No. You know. Which goes against usually what I say. Just get into the tournament and who knows. You know, No right. one thought that the Giants were a legit contender and then they win on the road in Green Bay. you got to have a quarterback. Know. People yeah, always – they always bring, yeah. we always talk about that. We always forget they had Eli Manning. Yep. you got to have a no dude doubt. to pull no that doubt. type of stuff off. We hit the Falcons yeah. up next. Fishman Laurinaitis right here on Fan. Head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts. Wasting time has never been easier. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Threes and Uncle Bo. If you know, you know. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Hey, brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search and replacement windows, we encourage you to check them out at windownation.com. They'll take care of you the way that they take care of us. Two-a-days, final team in the South. It's Atlanta. What are they doing? Mm. What are they doing? Sounds like an owner is in love with Matt Ryan. And refuses to rip that band-aid off. It does. So you try yeah. to change everything around him. You bring in Arthur Smith. And you try to say, hey, help us rejuvenate, get one more year. But then you say bye to Julio Jones. You still got Calvin Ridley. You draft Kyle Pitts, who could help in that respect, but I mean, I'm not. I, I look. I'm looking at the roster right now. They were and I just, four and twelve last year. I don't see it, buddy. I don't see it. It's a mismatch, and I just don't see where success is coming from. It was an effort to say, "Hey," and so now, if you're Arthur Smith, you're saying, "Hopefully, I get I get to kind of re- redo this thing next year." You know, I'll try to make best with what we have right now, but I think you'll. This is going to be the the last you'll see of Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe he's somebody who ends up in Denver, or maybe he's right. somebody who yep. ends up somewhere, yep. you know, in Miami yep. if it doesn't work out, or in with no the question. Giants or somebody else who doesn't like their quarterback. All of a sudden, maybe that's where he en- maybe he ends up uh, in those type of places. But it's the I. This tells you how badly this thing was managed. Yes. Okay. You want to give Matt Ryan one more shot, right? And you draft yep. Kyle Pitts. Okay, fine. But part of that working is that you still have Julio Jones. Yep. And they couldn't keep him because they couldn't pay him. Yep. So that tells you how badly this organization mismanaged its roster mm. and the tr- and the jail that they were in, and they went 4-12. and 12. And they've got big problems in terms of they can't hold leads. How many times last year? 
Did they have mm. leads? Couldn't hold bit, double digit leads. And mm. it, oh, it, it's in their it's in their head. And I, I you know, I think you nailed it. Yeah. An owner who loves his quarterback, and I understand it. You invest a lot of money in him. You took him where you drafted him, and yeah. and all of that. But the reality just does not. It was time to move off of it, especially with all those quarterbacks in last year's draft. They didn't. Yep. And so this is this is where they are. All right, let's yep. hit the categories on the Falcons. Franchise grade. Franchise grade. Oh, this is This is a tough one for me cuz like the 28 to 3, I don't think you really ever get over that. Um doesn't seem like they have. No. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see. If they wouldn't have got the new stadium, which is stunning, I would have gone in. The, I go B minus just with the new stadium. I'm not even sure that the new stadium was built for them. I think it was built for the th- SEC title game. I would agree, and to host college football playoffs and all of yeah. that. But you own it if you're Arthur Blank, yeah. And so that's a, that's huge to have that thing. Did the, he pay for revenue. it? It was no city money. Oh, I'm sure it was city money. <laughs> that's what but he say. still owns I mean, it. He still owns it. Or is he um, a partner in it? Because Stan Kroenke owns that stadium. No, I don't think it's quite like <laughs> he that. He owns everything around it. I think it's a partner, but he probably cashes yeah. all the checks. Yeah. Um, perfect uniform representation, historically. I mean, what are we talking about? You so know, I mean. I can't believe how bad they blew it with the last group. They, oh my gosh. They have so many crispy uniforms to choose from. The logo's awesome. To me, it's the. I mean, which one do you want to go with? Throwback. Do you want to do the go, red helmet? That's the one I would go. I would go red yeah. hat, black jersey, silver pants. Yeah, that to me is perfect. But a lot yeah. of people like the black, black hat, black jersey. The Dion, Andre. The Rising. Dion is great. I think yeah. the. I, I mean, I think even the the red hat with the white jersey and the white. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Anything but they're wearing now. Anything yeah. but. <laughs> it really. Don't you it. feel like? I mean. Yes, they blew it. You blew it, boy. That's what they Unreal. did. They blew it. They absolutely blew it because it, yep. it's hard to screw that uniform up. It is. It's very you know, hard. Pretty to hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard. Coolest all-time player. They got two of the five coolest to have ever played. Yeah, it's Mike Vick. It's Mike and it Vick. could be Dion. It's Mike Vick. I wore the Vicks in college. I mean, I went Dion for the Cowboys, so I think I'm about going Mike this. Vick here. These are. This is a quarterback and a cornerback who both had signature shoes. Yeah. At corner, I mean, at yeah. quarterback, like no one does signature shoes in the NFL in, in football, and yeah. they both had signature shoes. Trainers so think about coolest players. I mean, you have to be really cool, Mike Vick. You got to be Cam really Newton. cool. You got to be yeah. very cool. You got to be a really, really cool. And and both of those guys were. And anytime I watch the NFL now, I just think of what would happen if Vick would have played in this era, and someone would have actually let him play instead of making him do oh, West man. Coast offense. Oh man, yeah. Mm. Uh, play their grade in Atlanta. Hmm. Good city, huge city, great city. Huge, You're huge probably city. living in Buckhead. Um, facilities out in Flowery Branch, so it's nowhere near. You got a 45 minute trip, Freeway's at least to the airport. Um, would, it's brutal, but you can traffic fly anywhere in the world. Yes, you um, can. Yeah, traffic is brutal. If you're just an average dude, like if you're just a regular player, then I put the Saints on an A. I'm putting it at a C plus. If you're Matt Ryan, it's probably an A. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I, I don't, I, th- I don't even know if you're the biggest deal in town, though. The city's too transient. Yeah, to that be... city's like. Are you as big a deal if you're a Falcon as you are 
it, as the head coach at Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's such an SEC town. The Thrashers didn't do anything there because no Nothing. one cared. No. A huge city. You think someone has to care about hockey? Nope. Not really. Not to no. go there. No. Turns out they're doing the same thing out in Phoenix and Glendale. I actually know we don't want you here anymore. No, go ahead. Leave. You can either go play in the Phoenix Suns Arena again, or you can kindly leave. Kindly leave. Quarterback rate on Matt Ryan. Um uh, where it's he tricky. is right now, I'll do I'll do B minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because I do think you can win with him. I just don't think that I this do. roster Yeah, it's not here. It's yeah, not here. I think he could win in Denver. Yeah, for sure. Contender grade. Um, this is a bad division. D D plus though. Yeah. I don't C see minus. that making the playoffs. Yeah, C minus D plus. Uh, yeah, I, it's a bad division. You, you see yeah. why Tampa Bay? People say in Tampa Bay, fourteen and three. Yeah, fifteen and two. Like it's Tom, everybody man. stays Tom healthy. Comes in, Giselle yeah. does her voodoo. Next thing you know, everyone else just drops off the face of the earth. Like, what happened to all these rosters? Just Giselle. Like happened in the Giselle happened. That's what happened. She's she's a temptress. It's unbelievable. Giselle John- told him go to Tampa. And he's like, why Tampa? She'll be. You'll find out. You'll okay? see. The rest of the NFC South just disintegrates, and it's they won the Super Bowl. John Hendricks will join us next. He covers the Saints at Sports Illustrated. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on Mike Thomas and, and what is this offseason has been for him, their quarterback situation, also the division as a whole. It's coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Man and Bone have a simple philosophy for their show. Talk some sports, have some laughs, and get very fat. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3. The Fan. It's two legends, one show. Well, it's all a lie. Well, Bishop James Laurinaitis with you. Time to head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline for a visit with John Hendricks, lead writer for the Saints News at Sports Illustrated. John, thanks so much uh, for joining us on the program today. Let's let's just start with the 30,000-foot the view from us and, and kind of what we're being told. This is a big preseason game uh, for Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill tonight. Uh, is it as big, or do you think Sean Payton probably has made the decision on what he's going to do at quarterback? No, I think this is pretty big. I mean, you know, being there at practice every day, it's, it's been kind of back and forth and a little bit inconsistent from both quarterbacks. But, you know, I'm putting a little bit stock into whoever does the better job tonight might actually pull ahead in this battle because it's been pretty close up until now. I mean, you know, you have some inconsistent moments from both of them, but you have some really good practices. I think Winston's had the better amount of practices as opposed to Hill. So, uh, you know, I'm putting a lot of stock into what we see tonight. John, big picture-wise, level of confidence for you for this team, obviously it's really hard to replace Drew Brees. And he I can't think of many players who just represent the face of a city and an organization. Uh, we've seen glimpses of Taysom Hill. We know Jameis Winston. Just overall level of expectations, where are they at from heading into the season a year ago with this roster? Yeah, look, obviously there's a lot of um, you know concerns on the roster. There's a lot of concerns there. I think they're well coached. Um, you know, they have guys like Chris Richard on the secondary that are doing extremely well. Michael Hodges, up-and-comer linebacker. And, you know, I think their defense is looking a lot better than we had hoped for. And I think they can carry them a long way. And, yeah, they have a lot of issues going on, right? Michael Thomas is going to be out for a bit. David Onyemata suspended. We don't know what's going to happen with Deontay Harris and his potential suspension and, and Marshall and Lattimore. But, you know, I think there's enough there to weather this storm. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, you, it's hard to replace the Drew Brees. And, you know, the thing is, the best thing that each quarterback can come in and do is just try to be the best version of themselves. And 
Look, you know, I don't think they're going to win the division. You know, uh, I think they can be contenders. Just because the NFC, I think, is, is wide open because Tampa's probably your real biggest powerhouse there. But, you know, look, I, I expect them to push for a wild card. you got some uncertainty in the division as it is with Carolina and Atlanta. But, you know, I think Sean Payton and his coaching staff is, is enough to help them win a good bit of their games that they have in the 17-game season. John Hendricks, our guest, lead writer for St. Susan Sports Illustrated, joining on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You mentioned Michael Thomas. He's one of our guys and was off to what a, you know, certainly a gold jacket type start to his career in New Orleans, but a little bit bumpy last year. Strange offseason this year. What can you tell us about where he sits uh, and, and the way that the organization views him and the way that he views the organization? Yeah, well, I mean, things kind of went off like a powder keg, right? I mean, you got Sean Payton kind of talking a little bit publicly about it, and then Mike Thomas comes back on social media and says what he has to say. And and so, look, the bottom line is that, you know, everything we understand, that everything's fine, and they're working towards rebuilding everything. You know, him being around the team uh, last week against the Ravens was a huge step. I I mean, you'd swear that he'd never been gone just because of the way he's interacted with his teammates and how he wants to – he looks like the guy that wants to be there and all that. And so – but, uh, and, and James can probably attest to this, but Sean's a, a, a definitely an adamant coach, and you know he definitely wants the, his best from his players and such. And for stuff like that to happen off season with the mix up on surgery and all, you know, put it in a bad space. But look, never trading him was never a realistic option. A because he's hurt, and just because of the dead money they'd incur this year. But look, I think things are on the men. Um, but you know, it'll depend on when Mike comes back as far as his timeline goes. And then what he does on the field, because, you know, it just doesn't, it's one of those things where one more bad thing can really just fracture everything for him. John, this is a fun radio topic, and I'm sure you've discussed it over and over, but when when Michael Thomas got drafted to the Saints, I thought, my goodness, I can't, what a perfect opportunity. You get one of the most accurate quarterbacks in Drew Brees, hitting him all the time, and obviously it's become, he he gets to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, you know, when his deal uh, got done. I'm wondering, for for your opinion, is Mike's success Mike? Is it Drew? Is it do you see Michael Thomas having the same success with Taysom or Jameis? Or is it just kind of a yeah, it's both. You know, it's both Drew and Mike. Uh but but which one do you lean on? Was it the fact that he was with Drew Brees that he had a, a awesome start to his career? Uh and it's the situation, or do you think it's the fact that Michael is just that elite at wide receiver? Yeah, I think it has a little bit to do with both. And you know, Drew's made some amazing People look really good over the years. You know, I mean, a guy like David Patton, who was on the end of his career, came in here early on and, and did extremely well. You know, Devery Henderson was a great one. Lance Moore, uh, Marcus Colston, all these guys. And, you know, I think what I appreciated most about, you know, when Drew was out is the fact that, you know, Tom's got it done with Teddy Bridgewater. He got it done with yep. Jason Hill. He's been able to contribute to this team and and i think that spelled a lot for mike and what he is and look you know when he was drafted he already had a chip on his shoulder because five other wide receivers got taken ahead of him and so you know he's a competitor he's always going to try to give it 150 percent every play but look i think you know drew is one of the best passers that'll ever go down in the nfl right and and the way his accuracy is precision those are things you just can't take for granted with the next quarterback. And so the timing even, just what he sees pre-snap. And so, look, I, I think Thomas is an elite guy. Drew, we know he's already an elite guy. But I think what did the best thing for, for Thomas was being able to shine and show up without Drew in the spotlight. John, I'll get you out of here on this one. 
Take me big picture NFC South. Obviously, Tampa Bay Super Bowl champions, everybody back, maybe even better than they, it looks like they hit on their draft as well. So they're, they're absolutely loaded and ready to go. Uh, but if you could kind of handicap the other three teams and, and where the Saints fit beyond Tampa Bay in that division. Yeah, look, I think New Orleans has to be their second best guy, team right now. And look, I, I mean, nobody's denying what Tampa, I think, again, they're the powerhouse here. Uh, Atlanta, you know, new coaching regime. Obviously, they got Terry Fontenot from the Saints. Huge front office addition. I, I don't think it'll pay off this year just because of what happened with the salary cap, moving on from Julio Jones and a couple of things like that. And You know, can they figure it out defensively? Is Matt Ryan going to be the guy that, that really leads them over the hump? So, a lot of question marks there, but, you know, with first-year coaches, you just don't know what you're going to get. And then Carolina, you know, bringing in Sam Darnold was a huge move. And, uh, you know, as long as Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, I think they're going to go a long way, uh, be even better. And, you know, I think they're a similar one, that their defense is on the rise. I think they have plenty of offensive weapons. And um, as long as they can protect Darnold and he's the real deal, and I think they have a better shot this year. But, look, I think this race in the South comes down to the Saints and the Bucks. You know, I think the Saints hit on a great draft class this year. I think they hit on a great great draft class last year, and I think we've seen a lot of growth from guys who are going to really contribute this year. You know, Cesar Ruiz on the uh, interior line. you got Zach Bond. It's done so much growth over year over year. Adam Troutman is a huge name in fantasy right now if you're looking at a tight end. Um, I mean, Marquez Callaway is going to get the spotlight probably as a top wide receiver. So they're riding a lot on some of these younger guys to come in here and contribute, but – Again, everything we've seen in practice, everything that we've seen so far, and just overall, I think it's a better situation than what some people are saying for New Orleans, you know, five or six wins. I don't buy that. I think 10 is the ceiling, maybe yeah. nine, and, nine and eight type season, but, you know, 11 at worst, at best case. John, good stuff, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Y'all have a good rest of the show. All right, that's John Hendricks, lead writer for St. Susan Sports Illustrated on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We hit thing or not a thing up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. We are everywhere. On your radio. Online. The Fan app. Alexa. And behind you in your car. Right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Well-dressed, well-spoken, but never, ever a well-drink. about chaos? Insanity. Absolute insanity. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Time for a little thing or not a thing. Chopper's here. Hit it, Chopper. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Good to be back at least for a couple of days. Justin Fields on fans cheering for him, but not for Andy Dalton. Quote, I really think it's kind of disrespectful to Andy, them cheering my name like that. That's not helping Andy play better. Thing or not a thing. It's a good thing for Justin to do this and to try to make it more tenable. Let me ask you this. Should Matt Nagy have not played Andy Dalton at all in the preseason to avoid this demise? Um, probably. That's Don't what give I'm fans access. Don't give them an opportunity to boo him. Just Besides, play Justin. You know, give him the what they want. Let him play. Phone. Right. Yeah. Let him play. If you were, if you're so hell bent on Dalton, if you believe that, then why does he? He's been in the league for over a decade. He knows the off. Like, yeah. What does he need to preseason games for? Yeah, I hear you. Why I'm put yourself you. in this position? No, yeah, I know it. I know All it. he's done is three and outs. I mean, that's it. He had a nice touchdown pass last this last weekend, didn't he? I think a seventy yard or something. Did he? 
Yeah, I thought so. his first. Oh, that's not, well, maybe his first. I, I, I certainly didn't see it. I told you the first snap I saw was Justin emphatically. almost get get murdered. So, yeah, could be. I didn't watch. Zach Kiefer of the Athletic had this yesterday, and it's been confirmed with reports of how practice is going. But QB Carson Wentz has returned to practice today for the Colts, and he is participating. Thing or not a thing? Well, I mean, they gave up a lot to get him, um, and and they they believe in him a great deal. So they got to get him back out. They still have three weeks. Mm-hmm. They got three. They got a lot of time to get him right. They really do. I think it's a huge thing. Yeah. Don't you? I, mean, I think it's a yeah. huge thing. They, they wanted him to be a franchise quarterback. Sam Ellinger isn't going to get you dubs. It doesn't seem like Eason is either. So Interesting uh, how Ellinger passed Eason, though, right? Seems like yeah. a lot of the buzz yeah. there was that he kind of passed him. Yeah. So um, what's even more interesting is that Carson, being out in the field with the guys, was wearing a mask. You know, I don't, Isn't it funny how like my brain's trained there now? Yeah, to like see... Well, I like, think it's, the guy's just walking. Like he's walking in the field with a mask, and I'm like, "Why is he wearing a mask? No one else is wearing a mask out there." Well, I'm like, what? I think the pretty That's straight line goes to that. To, my the, bet, then my brain here's what, here's to here's a here's a sort of pay attention to the scores moment, and I don't know if maybe other people have said this too, so I won't act like it's revolutionary. Mask, not vaxxed. No mask, vaxxed. Yeah, no, I think I, that's, that's exactly that's what, what that's I where assume. we're at. Yeah, and then my brain goes to I saw Vegas said you can't come to a game unless you're vaccinated, and I'm thinking, so does that mean all the players who aren't vaccinated can't play in Vegas? Can't play in Vegas, yeah, yeah. So if you see a guy with one around their neck, that's typically what that's going to mean, I think. Six captains for the Buckeyes this year. Wide receivers Cameron Babb and Chris Olave. Offensive lineman Thera Munford. Defensive tackle Haskell Garrett. Defensive end Zach Harrison. And linebacker Taraja Mitchell. Thing or not a thing? Uh, I'm going to say that that this is... I mean, I think you want anywhere between 6 and 26 captains. (laughs) Is what you want. You want a lot of them. Look, in all honesty... At least it's not 9. The bigger thing is that it's only 6. So I'm gonna I'm I'm happy with that. Four to six is my window right there. Four to six. Um, actually, you know what? I'll put it this way: one to six. Because if you only got one dude, fine. Have one guy go out there. Um, yeah. We don't need the twelve guys out there. You know, half the starting offense and defense rolling out there, feeling you know like they need to be a part of something. What I do love is I love how Ohio State has the coach call the parents. With the kid next to him. That is a really cool cool thing. We did not do that when I was there, but it is one of the greatest honors uh, of my career to be voted captain twice at Ohio State. It means means a great deal to me, and I still have the captain's mugs that you got. I hope they still give those things out, but uh, little captain's mugs with the year that you uh, got voted captain. Sporting Great Lakes jerseys, Cleveland defeated the Angels in the MLB Little League World Series Classic in Williamsport, Pennsylvania on Sunday. Thing or not a thing? Uh, I didn't see it. Not a thing. The jerseys look cool. I did see the jerseys. That looked kind of cool. I'm just past it, and it was. I was never on it, and now I'm just past. Now I have no chance. <laughs> so I mean, we, at one point, like ten days ago, or so, I think it was like a week ago, I was like, "Well, we should do something on Shohei Otani. Hit 40 home runs and has an ERA of yeah. 2.4. Like this is unprecedented. What he's Dude, doing? Cabrera just hit his 500th or something. Yeah, like, should, but should, I just am not. Yeah. I'm just not watching. I'm not it, man. there. I'm I don't know what's there. happening. Unless I see it on a Sports Center highlight, it's not. I'm not watching a second of baseball. I'm just I'm not sorry. watching it. I'm sorry for that. But I need look. I talk about authenticity, right? Like Jameis Winston have to be authentic. Same I'm just here. being authentic for our listeners. I don't watch baseball. Yeah. 
Two more for you from Fox Sports's from Fox Sports Radio's Aaron Torres. Little note for Ohio State football fans: talked with a former NFL Pro Bowl wide receiver this week who has worked out with C.J. Stroud. His quote. Quote, he throws the ball better than a bunch of guys that get paid on Sundays to do it. Thing or not a thing? Not a thing. Because I think this stuff gets this stuff gets thrown around recklessly. You know, you hear this stuff all the time. Oh, he's got a better arm than oh, he's got a better arm than Aaron Rodgers. Oh no, he doesn't. Former NFL Pro Bowl wide receiver. No, he doesn't. Who worked out with CJ Stroud. You would assume it's a buckeye. Maybe. Where did CJ it. work out this offseason? Was he always in Columbus? Was he, was he always I here? Know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good always question. Always at the facility? It's a really good question. I just yeah, think, I'm like, not, we I'm get reckless with this stuff. Like, we see a kid like, do. oh, my gosh, he's got the strongest arm since any, but, well, easy. Settle down. Well, you it's good. Next to but, Sean Watson. That's what the guy just said. <laughs> I mean, the size of the spider that just crawled up this wow. next to me is, is, is intimidating. Not yeah. in the Daddy Long Leg family, but in a... No, you know, more no, this a little thing more. Is a, yeah, a little this thing thing looks like it has a little like a, a little hair to it. Yeah, just stay away dicey. from you. you little dice thing, bro. Best spider since Charlotte's Web. Last one for you. Jimmy Garoppolo says he's not worried about Kyle Shanahan not naming a starting QB yet. Quote. I think Kyle is always challenging us. He kind of knows us and knows how to push guys in certain ways. I'm not too worried about that. There's just so many other things to worry about. I'll let the chips fall as they may. Thing or not a thing? I, I'm going to say not a thing because I think they, they've been pretty out front that this is Jimmy Garoppolo's team this year. Yeah. So I don't know why he would have to actually name one. Like they've, they've mm-hmm. said that in the draft. They've said it in the offseason. They've said it that Jimmy's the starter. So I don't know why would he have to say, oh, yeah, he's still the starter. Like it's known, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, look, I want to <sighs> – he wants to start, right? He's a competitor. But to be paid twenty four point one million dollars to sit on the bench, I mean, would you be worried? <laughs> no, life's good. <laughs> life's good. That's uh, his base salary, by the way. Twenty four million one hundred thousand is his base salary. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a, yeah. He's in a good spot, to say the least. Final hour up next. Uh, we will take a look at the Pac twelve as we start our college football previews. Uh, talk a little Oregon Duck football. Of course, they come in here uh, in just uh, two and a half weeks or so. So we will have that to look forward to, uh, which is nice. In addition to that, we have a starting quarterback at Ohio State, and we have COVID protocols from the Big Ten. Finally, we get to all of that coming up next. Fishman Laurinaitis right here on the Fan. <laughs> This is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Two guys who love to see it. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, final hour on a Monday over the weekend. Ryan Day naming C.J. Stroud the starter. We'll get into that in a second. It is week zero in college football, uh, and we have a Big Ten game that we'll get to a little bit later on uh, as well. But as, as you heard there in the update, the Big Ten has its protocols in place. And you remember a time when the Big Ten said, hey, we're going to make announcements and then everyone's going to follow us. And then last yeah. year, nobody did. And now we're yeah. just last on everything. It's like, yep. hell with it. Yeah, we'll, yep. just, we'll go last. We'll just yep. do what everybody else is yeah. going to do. SEC, ACC, right. Big 12 even, Pac-12, they'll name it. Big Ten comes out. Yeah, we're going to forfeit. Oh, dude, oh. you're already you're already late. Uh-huh. Like. Just do what everybody else is going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to see much of this. I don't. Um, Because 
Um, I think by I think there's probably I think teams are probably really hard to get kids vaccinated. So you probably have that's going on uh, around the country. I'm so you're, you're pretty pretty decent amount of that. The other thing is is are they going to test? They're not testing at the same rate I, they I were testing no it a year ago. I don't yeah. either. But I'm just saying my guess is they won't be because right. we've things have changed a great deal from last year to this year. Um, and so my guess is they won't be. So I don't know that I, I'd be shocked. I think if you, you should ever only test symptomatic people. Of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. You should only test symptomatic people. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's the, that, that's kind of where you're at. I, I don't sense it being an, an issue. I think the, the more, the thing that I'm more interested in is kind of the sliding scale in attendance is, is right now everybody's full houses. If there are, you know, you hear about some of this, you, you don't hear about it. You read about the stuff that's happening in the South, um, as, as some of those places are being hit hard at the moment. And you say, well, okay, but it's the South. I don't think they're going to care. Right. I don't. I think they'll play to full houses. It's, it's probably my guess. Uh, but that'll be something you know worth watching and paying a little bit of attention to. But I, I don't. I don't sense. If I had to bet, I would say that there would not be much for COVID, COVID disruption in either the stands or on the field this year in college football. No, I, I don't. I don't think. I think there are some other more liberal states who might have limited attendance if we get to that point again. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I think ultimately the season's – look, last year we had almost no confidence of a season kind of happening, you know, thanks yeah. to the Big Ten canceling and then all that. And we've we've talked about all that ad nauseum. But I think this year my whole thing is, like, they're getting through this. And it's, it's less – I want to be careful how I word this. It's less protocols than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the vaccine rollout. Um, but then again, like the vaccine does not make you totally immune to it. You can still spread it being vaccinated. Yeah. Um, I saw the CDC talk about Israel. Israel is way ahead of us. And they said that they're finding out the breakthrough cases are actually worse, um, that they're finding over there in their population. They're, they're just ahead of us, right? They did the whole, their whole country's basically vaccinated or close right. to it. Like 90%, I think they say. And, um, the head of the CDC had said that they're finding that those that are breaking through with this, I don't know if it's a Delta, I didn't really pay that much attention, but regardless, yeah. like, so it's, the vaccine doesn't make it all go away, you no. know? Um, oh, no, no. This is a seasonal, this is going to become, you know, and hopefully it's not as where it's, obviously we don't want to where it's at right now, right? But this is going to become, like, I think there's a, a false um, hope out of a lot of people that we're going to be able to just knock this thing out of here and it won't be around anymore but no, it's not going not away cars. like the more you read this thing is going to be here seasonally with everybody um and and it's just something that it's a new normal that we're gonna have to deal with now what is the new normal you know obviously i don't think there's very many of us that want to have these masks around forever um and all this stuff and i think college football is moving along with the understanding that you know most of our teams especially the big 10 most of our players are probably vaccinated yeah i don't know what the testing protocol is well to that we'll end, keep it moving. I, I had heard um, pretty pay attention to the scores here, if you will. That that really everybody in the Big Ten uh, is that the vast majority of these teams and the players on the college football teams of the Big Ten are vaxxed, and that that Iowa was among the lower, and that number was still around ninety percent mm-hmm. of their team. So th- this is going to be in the Big Ten. This is going to be, I think, a non-issue. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's going to be an issue at all. So I, I, I think you're probably, um, you know, th- th- these, ty- you know, these protocols and all this stuff. You do it, 
in terms of, yeah. oh, yeah, if this happens, you've got to forfeit. Okay, fine, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's not. So now it's out there. It's made public. But with the vax numbers that I'm understanding from the Big Ten, I just don't, I don't sense it being something uh, that, that is ever going to be a problem. There is a vax issue happening right now in the NFL. You see this Cam Newton story? So I'd Cam not- Newton... Uh, Cam Newton has to be away from the Patriots for five days. There was some confusion. He was he was being tested, but some of his testing didn't happen. The way I understand it, I'm trying to catch up on it a little bit right now. Some of the testing that he did did not happen at the facility, and so there's some discrepancy. So he's away from the Patriots for five days. So that obviously tells you that he has restrictions on travel, which tells you that he's not vaxxed because vax right. players, not that yeah. you need to, this isn't about shaming Cam Newton. I want to be very clear. No. It's, a, it's just two separate rules. Just the two way separate it is. rules. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. So you now now you know that Cam isn't, and then now he's away five days. I mean, this could cost him the job. It could. It could. Really it could. could. If Mac Jones is vaccinated, yeah, it could cost him a job, which you would assume he we is. We talked about that, remember? Room. This summer. Yeah. We talked about it. It's already cost people jobs. It's cost assistant yeah. coaches jobs. It's costed uh, a couple of my former teammates who have had workouts get canceled because they're not vaccinated, and they're like, all right, whatever. Not going to force me, kind of thing. It's cost them a job, an opportunity, and each individual is going to have to weigh that. Cam, deep down, is going to have to weigh: if this ends my career, then so be it. And he's got to be comfortable with that. Yeah. And if he is, then okay, that's his freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So that but it does, but it is. It, it's. It's a. It's everyone's personal decision. Of course. On, and you kind of have them go about it, but it, it is. It's fascinating. I wonder why the testing occurred away from the facility. I don't know. It's very strange. Albert Breer had something on it. There was a it was a yeah. local guy. Um, I was trying to you know read it in the break because it kind of happened. Uh, okay, here's Tom Pelissero. He said Cam Newton will miss the next five days because of what the team is calling a misunderstanding about COVID tests away from the the team facility. Only unvaccinated players are subject to the five day reentry process. Uh, there's a statement from the Patriots on that. Um, here is this is the statement from the Patriots on Saturday. Cam Newton traveled to club-approved medical appointment that required him to leave the New England area. He received daily COVID tests that were all negative due to a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from the NFL facilities and as required by the NFL NFLPA protocols. Cam will be subject to a five-day entry cadence process before returning to the facility. Cam will continue participating virtually. Blah blah blah. That's an outrageous thing. So it's the, outrageous and it's dumb team, because he did what the can, he did what the Patriots asked him to do. He did what and the he Patriots followed asked all the protocols that they thought. Yes, and so now it's like Their five screw days. Up the, is going to cost yes. him. And if he has the COVID, he'll still have it in six days as he re-enters. So they're going to continue to test him anyway. Why can't he just continue to be around and test him at the facility for the next five days? Unvaccinated players get tested every day anyway, don't they? That they do. Yeah. That so was, then why? So, that's so the then Patri- why the Patriots the, blew it? My question is like, so if he's testing negative offsite, what did the NFL have their own copyrighted COVID test that's more accurate right. than offsite? My guess is, if he was being tested offsite, he was being tested at some sort of medical facility because they say he left the New England area to go for yes. the medical facility. Yes, you know. And so now, if you're the NFLPA and the Patriots do cut him, the NFLPA should file a grievance and say, "No, that's on you. You actually owe him." basically an injury settlement. The injury being your mess up for having our patient or our guy go off campus for something that you approved. You're going to try to cut him and you cost him a job. That should be an injury settlement. Mm -hmm. But the PA has not been winning any any battles lately. They don't have the the backbone for this. They don't. 
you know that. I mean, we know that. There's, there's, they're not going to have any ground to stand on in this thing. But this is a bad job. I mean, I'm all for being cautious. Law. But like, if he has tested negative, then what are we doing having what him are we be doing? away from the facility? Right. Because that test is different than the NFL test. They have the monopoly on the only tests that count. Regardless, have him go it's in crazy. early, which he probably has it's been test. anyway because he's not vaccinated. Yeah. Get tested. Guess what? It's negative. Okay, it's negative. What are and we chasing we ghosts go. for? Right. Why are we chasing ghosts for five days? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, it is week zero in college football this week. Uh, I don't know why it's not just week one. We've got a smattering of games, uh, but but we do have a big one, and I, I yeah, will look do. forward to, to talking about this one as the week goes along. Just give you a little uh, a little taste of it on a Monday here. Uh, Nebraska and Illinois on Saturday. Um, this is this is for for Scott Frost, and you you know that NCAA stuff is out there. Bob said something that I I hadn't considered. That I thought was pretty dang smart on that on that front. Who in who from Nebraska turned them in? McCaffrey. If they're trying to get out from under Scott Frost, doesn't this eliminate a big buyout? Um, and I don't know that they are. I don't know that they are. Everything that I've read is that they're in sync. The GM and not GM, gosh, basically Trev Alberts, AD yeah. and him are in sync with this. Um, I don't, this doesn't seem like it'd be an instant, like, Hey, let's, let's, this seems like probably my guess would be like McCaffrey, who's super salty over the bickering back and forth, you know, on social, yeah. remember all that stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. That them being like, you know what? All it takes is him saying they had these analysts trying to work with us on the field. I know that ain't legal. I'm just telling somebody like, if I'm Nebraska, I'm saying leave. You don't have any jurisdiction here. Oh, I'm having to say, get out of town. That's what I would say. They have no power. I, the idea that NCAA is investigating any anybody right now is laughable. I know, absolutely laughable. They have, yeah, they have no power. This is a massive game. The Nebraska's Scott. in Scott's it's in real house danger. Money for Bielema. It's, it's house money for Bielema. Yeah. And what you have here is you have Nebraska. If they lose this game, the noise will be so loud. How much buy-in does he have from an already mentally fragile roster that has been hearing for years, like, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. And then a, a really good Buffalo team comes in week two, so they'll have a bye week, you know. I don't know. They might play somebody in between there. But they will – I'm sure they play somebody week one. Yeah. Week two, they play Buffalo, who is a really good team out of the MAC, very talented, won't be a cupcake victory. Like, what's the buy-in if you lose this game? And you know Bielema's going to just run the rock. Like, Bielema's yep. going to play old-school Wisconsin ball Yes, where it's going to run, 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 try to get in third and shorts, have the game be manageable, tell Peters don't throw a pick, right? Just play very manageable, get the plus territory. We're going to take a shot deep. But Illinois has really talented running backs, and they have a, they have a good Good offensive line. Not not great, but they have a good offensive line for the for the ones. So on a week one with no injuries, it's not like the D line that Nebraska is bringing is that much more talented. Yeah. So it's a wash there. And so can they hit a few runs? Because look, what are they watching? What film has Nebraska been watching? Eric Chenander, who's their D coordinator. What? Who are you watching? Wisconsin, Arkansas. Yeah. You're mashing it all together? Who are you watching to prepare? So it's an ability for them to throw out some schemes out at Nebraska, hope that something gets them really confused early on, and then hit it for a few big plays early and get people panicking a little bit. Yeah. It's a fun one. It, it really is. It will be um, a fun one. It will be. It's we, house uh, money for, for Bielema. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, we start our conference previews. We'll hit everyone uh, in the country with the Pac-12 on today's show. Uh, who's going to win it? If you were Lance Harbor, where would you go in the year mm. 2021? We will get into that and have a little fun along the way. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Unlike your deadbeat uncle, we'll never leave you stranded in a ditch when you were six. This promo may have been a touch too specific. The Fan. Open early for all your sports discussion needs. Now back to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bill Bishop here. Guys, your mortgage rates have plummeted to the lows of the year. Your home value is at the highs of the year, and you can take advantage of the situation, my friends, at Neighborhood Lender. You can refinance now with Neighborhood Lender. You pay zero closing costs. Even skip your next one or two house payments altogether. Who does this? Well, Neighborhood Lender does it. They make refinancing easy with the all-digital, super-fast platform. You've heard me talk about it. It is so easy. There's no paperwork, no junk fees, no big bank hassle, nothing to worry about there. You can refinance right now, saying the rate of your lifetime, lower your house payment with no closing costs. Or you can refinance, get cash out of your home's equity. People are getting forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 out of their home. They're paying off credit cards, doing outdoor projects, reinvesting in their home. It's your biggest investment. You need to act now. Get a better loan, get cash out, lower your payment, pay zero in closing costs, and skip your next house payment. Call my friends at Neighborhood Lender, local Columbus company, 614-882-LOAN, 614-882-LOAN, NeighborhoodLender.com, 614-882-LOAN, that's 882-LOAN. They are an equal housing lender, NMLS 69349. Not all loans apply for no closing cost option subject to lender approval. We're going to get every conference and, in some cases, division in college football Little quick little taste around. And we start in the Pac 12. Um, AJ Jacobson is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, uh, the publisher of Ducks Authority from that perspective. As you Ooh. look at this league, they actually have better quarterbacks than I recalled. Yeah. They got some dudes. Corey Brewer, the transfer from Baylor. He's at Utah. Dorian Thompson Green at UCLA. They came along a little bit. Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. Certainly whoever gets the job at Oregon is probably going to be a player. Keaton Slovis at USC. Looks like he could be a little bit of a guy. There are, there are some, some quarterbacks in this league that could make this league a little more interesting than it typically is. That being said, there's not a single contender here. No. There's not one. No. I mean, you, you go through the teams and you're like, okay, Arizona, right? <laughs> right? Arizona. Yeah. Um, there's some really bad teams in this. Could league. you name the coach? If you just went through Not the Pac-12 and said name the coach. Not since someone. I don't know who Jed Fish. Him. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that. Can you name the coach at Cal? No. Justin Wilcox. How about Colorado since Mel left? Well, I know Justin. I know that uh, the former quarterbacks at Oregon State is his name Justin Smith. He's at Oregon State. Uh, yeah. What was he before that? He was is at Carl um, Durrell at Colorado. He is. They were supposed. They should have hired Bienemy. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. That Jonathan Smith. Jonathan is at Smith State. at Oregon yep. State. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's an alum. Yeah, Stanford. There's, we know UCLA. We know USC. We know Utah. We know Washington. It's it's not Jimmy Lake. Yeah, and Jimmy Lake Washington got that job there. State is he's the guy who was saying I'm not going to coach. Nick Rolovich. Yeah, how about that? So the governor comes out in Washington and says all state employees have to be vaxxed. Right. And he's basically like, all right. Yeah, he wasn't going to coach. Well, now he's going to get vaxxed to make up for it. But but it, it is a league. Oregon has dominated it. USC has been asleep at the wheel for a decade. 
hasn't been able to get it figured out. And there's a couple of teams that are kind of interesting, but but again, there's no contenders here, guys. Right. There's not. And it, a lot of it comes to the offensive and defensive line. We talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. Well, he's unbelievable, but they don't have it both right. ways. They don't have it there. So if USC runs the table right, and goes to the college football playoff, that's not a contender? Is well, it a four that's, seed? that's a big if. No, I think yeah. I think an undefeated Pac-12 champion is going to be in the playoff. But I think what will happen is what's happened the last few years, where everybody's eight and four. Right. Nine. And I just three. don't know. I just don't know what Slovis is. Like, if Slovis is a dude, it gives him a chance. Yeah. But is Slovis a dude? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I'm not watching Pac-12 after dark. You know. No. Um, and that's what you just said right there is a big problem for this league. And that's yep. why they would benefit so greatly from jumping into an alliance with us and the ACC. They yes. are without question the weakest link. Without yes. question. There's a ton of population. There's not a huge, a huge bunch of football give a damn out there. Right. And they're, they have the worst television package in the history of college sports. Yes. They play yes. when nobody watches. Their partners want them to play at 9 a.m. that local time. I really hope you that can't the alliance do that. drops this week. I hope we get a better framework. For what that? I don't think it's going to be much. I think it's going to be, hey, we're going to all vote together, blah blah blah. If they were going to, the only thing that could come of that that would get my attention is, no, nobody in this alliance will schedule an SEC opponent. Nobody in this alliance will schedule uh, Notre Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. If those two things come of it, that's headline breaking. Everything else to me is is nonsense. Um, All right, we got some we got some categories to take us around each one of these. So let's start uh, with this one. Um, and let's start with, oh, it sounds so good when you hear it. It sounds so good. So Once good. it hits your lips, it's so good. So good. So good. Um, all right. If you were Lance Harbor before the injury and you could play quarterback at one of these schools in the Pac-12 in 2021, not at their apex, where would oh. you go? In 2021, what roster am I going to? I'm going to Oregon. I'm going to Oregon. I'm rocking some awesome unis. I'm uh I know that they've recruited well. I know Mario Cristobal has an idea of what he wants it to look like an SEC team out west. I think I'm the man at QB, so I'm gonna go there to Eugene. And I'm gonna be swagged out in Nike apparel. Kelly Green is underrated. It's a beautiful uniform color. So good. Really so is. good. Um that's probably the right answer. The only other one, USC would be the one in an ideal circumstance, but you just don't know. Chip Kelly's kind of an interesting one at UCLA. Their team could be interesting this year. They I could sure be. hope so. Yeah, yeah, they could be. Which gets me to coach on the hottest seat. You kind of feel like it's Clay Helton, but then again... I don't know. I don't know, right? Like, like you feel like it should be, because you want to just kind of scream, You are USC! What are you doing? Let's go! But... Instead, they're like, oh, no, everything's fine. There's dumpsters on fire all around them. Um, ah, I think USC. Yeah. I I think Chip Kelly's the other one. He's like 10 He is, but does anyone really have the highest expectations at UCLA? I don't know, but they're paying him a good amount. Yeah. And, like, what have we gotten out of it? Are we any better off than than we were with Jim Mora if you're them? (laughs) No, you're worse. I mean, you're, you're worse off. And he's got a good team. Like, they should be better this year. Sneaky good job. You can win here, but for whatever reason, nobody really has in the Pac-12. I mean, I want to I scream Colorado 
because of how beautiful that campus is. Yep. I just don't know. They Recruiting just don't stuff. fit. Yes. Um, but I feel like, if, man. They have history. They've won a national championship in our lifetime. I think Colorado, I know no one's won there recently, but I think UCLA, like how UCLA doesn't, like how UCLA and USC are not. Washington has been successful. They just haven't won at all, you know? They've been in a playoff. I'll go Colorado because I think it's out there, and it's a team that I remember being really good growing up and just has not been been relevant lately. I think the easiest job that no one's ever won big at there because Colorado's won a national title, Washington's won a national title. It's Arizona State. (laughs) So true. I mean, it's an easy city to get to. It's a beautiful If you can't recruit Arizona State, I can't help you. I can't help you. I don't know why no one's been able to do it. Here's the difference. When you're recruiting Ohio State, have all official visits over the summer in September, October. When you're recruiting there, don't have anyone come on campus until, like, November, December. November. And then just crush it. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeper team. Gosh, Arizona State. Herm. Herm over there. What do you think Herm's saying? Hey, uh, we broke COVID. Herm's like, God, you're UCLA. He's living his Sleeper team. UCLA. Yeah. I think UCLA's a sleeper team. there. Yeah, of course. Our old buddy. He didn't want to rotate with six other running backs. No. Um, Dorian Thompson Green. Yeah. I know. I know. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, Oh, sorry. Did I say... You did. You said green. Sorry. My fault. My fault. It's all right. I go Utah here. They get Brewer transfers in from Baylor. Yeah. And I like... I think Kyle Whittingham's great. Is that Charlie? Charlie Brewer? Is that right? Yeah, Charlie. Charlie or Corey? Not sure. But he was a quarterback at Baylor. And and I like... It's Charlie. Yeah, look at that. I I like Kyle. I like Kyle Whittingham. I do, too. I like and him. I would love to His play in Salt Lake City. I mean, yeah. Let me let me just say this: for the <laughs> the pure joy, I think Phoenix actually just rose to maybe the third most populated or fourth most populated city in America okay. on the last census, by the way. In case you were wondering, so it's now yep. one of the highest pop. Anyway, so Tempe, Arizona, Boulder, Colorado. Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Salt Lake City. Sure. Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. Eh, a little gray. But, you know, you got trees and mountains. Fresh fish. Eugene. Pretty good. Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. Mm. A lot of good locales. Just not a lot of great football. Mm. Who wins the league? <sighs> Who wins the league? I'm going to say USC. Funny, I said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Slovis. I, I think they get it done. They'll have to beat a pretty good Oregon team that we're going to see in a couple weeks. AJ Jacobson joins us on that. Coming up next, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the Fan. This Ohio State football training camp report is brought to you locally on the Fan by Credit Union of Ohio and by Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse. Ohio State football. Training camp report. And this report is brought to you statewide by Safe Flat Auto Glass and by the Tire Choice. Ohio State looking for a new regular kicker going into this coming season. Jake Seibert, who had some time last year, and transfer Noah Ruggles of the main competitors. And special teams coach Parker Fleming talks about the work both those kickers have gotten. Mainly what we do is we, we chart all the reps. We chart everything. We try and make sure that we have, you know, in a, in a true competition, equal reps, equal situations. If you were outside today, you would have seen it was different than yesterday. So in the weather, you have to take that into account a little bit subjective. 
effectively. But but mainly what we want to do is we want to give guys equal opportunities, chart the reps, operation time, you know, see how the ball's getting up, see what's going through the uprights. And, and then at the end of the day, there's, there is a little bit of a demeanor factor involved, but, but we're trying to be as objective as we can about just you know, giving them opportunities and seeing what, what happens instead of changing, you know, the other pieces of the puzzle in terms of snapper and holder. We're trying to be consistent and give, you know, equal reps and, and just kind of seeing how it shakes out from there. We'll have more after this. I want to take a moment to talk about Credit Union of Ohio. This credit union works to make lives better. Here's an example. Credit Union of Ohio recently helped a member decrease a loan by three years, but this member actually increased their loan amount to take money out to make updates on their house. So now they have the same payment, less time to pay it off, and they're going to save thousands of dollars. So if you're looking for an experience like that, visit cuofohio.org to learn more. NCUA Insured Equal Housing Lender NMLS 704935. It's drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And the Daily Fan Poll is sponsored by Riker Report. Today's Fan Poll, 971fan.com. How many touchdown passes will C.J. Stroud throw this season? I mean, you almost do it. If he's at 15 or under, then, boy, you got big problems. He could have that by the time he's done with September. I can't right. imagine it's less than 30. I think he'll play well. Isn't that crazy? That's where we're at. Yeah, it's where college, it's where football is, and it's where we're at. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? I mean, he'll yeah. throw 32, 33. I think so. There's games you're going to throw six. Yeah. Five. I mean, that's on the reg, as Kenny Powers would say. Well, the hard thing is, though, is that will he throw six if we're – I don't think he'll stay in as long because of the pressure Good to point. throw in some of the backups in a normal yeah. season, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a that's an interesting wrinkle to it. Will he get enough at bats to get to? The, I still think he'll have more than thirty. Yeah, um, but yeah, that, that's an interesting wrinkle to it. All right, three things on a Monday. Hit it, chops. One, two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurenitis. Sponsored by Custom Air, Custom Air, Custom Solutions, Custom Comfort. All right, number one for me, as I mentioned off the top, got off to a nice win. One and zero start on the uh, on the second grade flag football action. Um, the, the, you can't do this, kid. So we had him for, if you missed this, the, when we were doing the uh, evaluation, he said to me, this. you can't do that. When I went down to try to show him, you can't do that. So he ends up on my team. Doesn't do anything the entire first practice. He's there. Like nothing. Just stood there and cried. His mom's out on the, it was a mess. I don't have to coach you. I don't have to. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> Dude. So, but we get in the game and I go, I said his name and I said, do you want, are you tired? Are you doing Okay. He's like, no, I want to play. I was like, wow, it clicked. There it is. It cl- he's in. He's there in. It is. He wanted Coach to Bo. play. I thought, I can't believe it. That's Coach his big. If, if we don't win another game, that's a bigger. That's the biggest accomplishment of the year. Absolutely. Shocking. My first thing is um, Nate Burleson. My goodness, the hardest working man. Yeah. Maybe in the media, the do good morning football. He's going to do full time now. Uh, what the morning show on CBS? Yep. He's still going to call games on the weekend. He, I mean, he can't be married with kids, right? I mean, my goodness, he is. That, he is. He is he, married with kids. Yeah. This is his what last a, week on Good Morning Football. This is his last. I week know on that, good but he'll football. still be involved on the digital platforms and stuff. Yep. But I'm just yep. thinking the the amount of time that he grinds. Now I'm sure he lives in New York. So yep. that's probably some of it. You know, it's a drive in to work and all that, and then and then the studio for the games and stuff. But still, 
That's a lot, man. That's a lot on your plate. Congratulations to him. I remember watching him when he was a rookie up with the Vikings. I was a fan when we drafted him, got to play against him, and uh, just a hard worker, man. And for the kids out there, he did everything, everything. He took anything on. Like, he never acted yep. like he was too big for anything as he's made his ascent. Yep. My first thing, I mentioned a couple months ago that uh, one of my college friends was the first one to have a baby, and we got to meet George this weekend on a Friday evening, so that was really cool. Uh, I actually held the baby. Never really held like a baby that young, you know. I've like a toddler, you know, like the ones that can like kind of move around. I mean, it's yeah, it was something. But I I held the baby. It was good. George, not much of a talker, but he seems like a real righteous dude so far. (laughs) Number two for me. So because we only had three practices, um, we had. And the quarterback can't run in this league. So it's not like you're like, oh, you get to play quarterback. That's great. So I had to have Beamsy play quarterback. So the reason I did that is because I knew that he would be able to hand the ball to the right kid going the right direction over and over again. But what that means is he did not get to carry the ball. Mm. So he got no carries. He got to throw it twice on extra points, but that's it. Mm. Um, and that's an example of some t- people always think, oh, coach's kid. It's No, not always. Not always. Uh, while yeah. his buddies are scoring touchdowns, he's handing the ball to them or handing the ball to, to, to other kids because he was one of the only ones who, who I knew would know where to go with the ball on every play. Not always the best to be the coach's kid. Not always the best. My second thing, um, taking London through Whole Foods, like through the salad bar area, you know, is like taking a normal child into a candy store. This kid... Her ADD when it comes to healthy food. Like, oh, cucumbers. Yes. Oh, cantaloupe. Yes. Oh, Brussels sprouts. Yes. And I'm like, what is wrong? I'm looking around. She's getting fired up about all these vegetables. And I just realized the kid has no clue how good she has it. And then part of me is like, I mean, this is this is kind of the time where you need to, you know, live a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she wants nothing to do with it. She just wants cucumbers, tomatoes, That's awesome. Brussels sprouts. Crush That's it. it. Second thing for me, a week in the king size bed, it's just such an upgrade. There's so much more space. It, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, even when Kit hops up on there, you can barely even tell the dog is there as well. It's I don't see how anybody goes back, and we will not. No, you won't. You're, you're no, you got to keep point. evolving. You gotta then get to the two full size and just split them. You know, and just be like be like the queen of England. You know, have That's your own right. little space. He has his space. We have a little sitting. Well, area I'm sure in your house it's big enough for two kings, right? We don't. We don't. We don't two have kings. that. Space. Yeah, no. Two kings and three no. sides. No, right no next way. to each other, two separate kings. What is that? <laughs> That's amazing. Number three for me. Listen, preseason games at one for contenders are awful. The end. They're awful. That was brutal yesterday. Brutal. I want my I want my three hours back. <laughs> my last thing um, on the healthy food. I'm convinced. Remy, this kid. We've tried to. She's huge, by the way. She's like 92 percentile and everything. All right. So we have a video of London rocking Remy, and it's like, oh my goodness, the, the baby dwarfs London. But the other thing is, I'm looking at her pouch yesterday. She's having a grass, grass-fed grass beef pouch with sweet potatoes and organic spinach mixed together. And I'm thinking to myself, if I went back and looked at what I was eating when I was a baby, she just has a good. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. She has a good. She has a good. No wonder why she's 94th percentile. My last thing, uh, I was off last week, Wednesday through Friday, and it's... Uh 
especially during football season, it's weird how you don't realize how much you're reading and how much you're staying up to date with all the stuff until you kind of just cut yourself off. You know, obviously, I saw the Stroud news, and I, I watched a, a little bit of the Browns game on Sunday, but for the most part, just way disconnected, and you realize how much you miss, but it really just made me more cognizant of how much news we intake day in and day out working here. You're right. Yeah. You, you turn like it's almost like the never the faucet is never off. Uh, we are back tomorrow for more fun. A little bit of Rothman and Ice coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.